the shooting's good. The Flames of War Team Yankee Federation Narman Great World Podcast that tries to make sense of the weird and wonderful world of 15mm wargaming with our tongues firmly in our cheeks, our pants flat to the ground, and our dice, more often than not, failing to shoot and scoot every episode. We invite you to join us on many hobby misadventures on Facebook and on the blog at BreakthroughAssault.co.uk and to shop online at Battlefield Hobbies because Hammy decided his Audi was the descendant of a shrimp bargain and then decided to go swimming but failed the cross check. <laughs> Hammy's Audi decided to go through two foot of water during the recent flooding. Um, and uh, uh, well, because he thought it was a shrimp bargain, but it wasn't. Oh, that's, it's too expensive. An Audi is not as expensive as a shrimp bargain is. <laughs> he walked in with a command card, but the river didn't yeah. seem to care. Uh, <laughs> if nice dice are your vice, be sure to check out Dice of War, our dice sponsor here at Shoot and Scoot. And if you need bunkers to bust autobars to go too fast on, then also head over to frontlineterrain.square.site, our awesome terrain sponsor. Correct, correct. If you would like to contribute to this continued failed cross-check of a podcast, you can also become a patron supporter by following the link on the Breakthrough Resort blog. Pay one pound a month for your chance to also become internet famous. Mm-hmm. I'm Eddie Fez-Turner, broadcasting from somewhere in the south of England, and I'm joined by my co-host, Duncan, this Nazi watch was only following orders, Gosling. It's, uh, it's very accurate. It makes a lovely <laughs> little rattling noise. <laughs> and Lee, soon to be deployed overseas, Parnell. Deployed overseas, yeah. Off to, off to the Middle East. It's a good time to go to the Middle East right now. It's a... Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're our secret weapon, Lee. We're all counting on you. Yeah. Uh, you're going to negotiate them down. It's going to go meet Biden. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one else will. <laughs> GCHQ have misunderstood when you said you had Israeli reinforcements. <laughs> it's good. Thought, it's, got, thought... it's got 300 M60s. I've got Pariah. A what? <laughs> Well, they're all they're all fifteen mil. Welcome to episode ninety nine, the one where we don't make it to a hundred. Lee, what are we talking about tonight? Tonight we will be doing um, Instant Famous. We say hello to our new patrons. We'll then be doing Faces Spaces to talk about what we've been painting. We'll then be going to News in the Front to talk about what we've been playing and including our rundown of the Nationals. Where he's been. I'd say recently, but actually it was quite a while. It's quite a while ago. I played some games, I think. Yeah, we wouldn't shut up about it. So I mean, it's probably best to go over it. Etc. I could um, feel. <laughs> I could. I could feel the the PTSD scars being peeled off now. As I. Great. <laughs> um, we can do off not answers because we have quite a bog backlog of not answers. <laughs> and then we'll do events, and then we'll shoot and scoot. So Eddie, you want to say hello to our new patrons? I do. I want to have a big thank out. Big thank out, shout out, thank you to our existing patrons who have been providing us with many a penny uh, to uh, fund the software behind this, which makes our life very much easier and uh, saves the fate befalling us of other podcasts who have lost sections of their, their podcasts. Yes. Uh, yes, that was that was um, tragic, tragic. So thankfully we don't run the risk of that as much he says and we've but, been uh, sabotaging competing war game podcasts no not sabotaging Eddie's just helping quote unquote yeah yeah I'm, oh. I'm, I'm providing assistance to their significantly more popular podcast because their game has a larger following um, because it's, it's made by a company that rhymes with Haynes Girk Shop yeah. no it's called it's called um, Warhamster is that right no oh yeah they changed now. their name didn't they stupidly stupid yep. games workshop Games Workshop, Games Workshop doesn't exist anymore. It's good anymore. enough for Elon Musk. It's good enough for, it's now, it's good now for Warhammer. The, the hobby oh shop. God. It's called Warhammer, but they don't sell any Warhammer. No. Because Warhammer doesn't exist apart from Correct. 
It's all right. Uh, they've, take, they've taken a, um, a, a FTSE 250 company and they're just going to drill it into the ground like Musk did with uh, X or Twitter or whatever the hell it's called now. Got a dead name yet, so that you know, even Musk knows how it feels. Um, <laughs> bit of a segue. Just... Uh, <laughs> Thank you to our, so our eight new, minutes forty six seconds <laughs> derailed. Our new our new patrons, um, Alex, the Egyptian god of desserts, storms, deserts, um, deserts. Alex, the Egyptian god of deserts, storms, disorder, violence, and foreigners in disguise. Self, I see you. You add one letter. What you add? Are <laughs> <laughs> you high? <laughs> Taking too much. I misread it, and I thought, "Oh, cool! The guy's name is Alex Seth." And the Seth being, painted a wall or something. And Seth, just... being, Seth being the Egyptian god of de- uh, desert storms, disorder, violence, and foreigners. In I don't think you should Google things anymore, Eddie. No, I didn't know. I knew that already. So you I thought that's quite Seth. cool. Yes, I did. Don't ask why. So, um, so, so who's got desert shield? Exactly. <laughs> so, got, uh, got desert storm. What's desert shield? <laughs> Desert Strike, tiny little helicopter. Oh yeah, that would have been better. The Americans needed to do that instead. Yeah, oh, I've got my, this I've, shielding nonsense. I've got my snes. Let it drive for life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate showdown. <laughs> this is why we don't reach a hundred. We're fallen out fighting about nineties video games. Sixteen-bit consoles. consoles. Yeah. Ah, triggered. Yeah. So you know, folks the other day didn't know what Street Fighter was. I was. I was actually confused. Is it that guy parked his car on the dockside going, this looks like a safe place to park? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Hugh Garson. Not again. Um, I would also like to say a big thank you to Martin D.B. Cooper. Um, you know, oh, have, yeah. if, if you've got that much money, you could have done more than just just the one, the one, the one pound. But that's fine. That's fine. DB Cooper. Yeah, the guy who jumped out of the plane. Oh, seventy-seven. Oh my god. Seventy-seven have little ramps in the tail because the CIA wants to use them for covert parachuting. Mm-hmm. This guy basically did covert parachuting with bad money and disappeared forever. So Jumping into a thunderstorm is a really bad idea. <laughs> If it oh, first you survived. If at first you don't succeed, parachuting is not for you. <laughs> um, and I also say a big thank you to Nigel. Hope I'm not related to Alex Cox. Yeah, you don't want that. You don't want. No one wants to be related yeah. to Alex Cox. I would change your name. That's yeah, my, I would as my well. Legal advice. Safe side. Just to be on the safe side. Yeah. <laughs> in, in case, unless you are Alex Cox, in which case, don't change know, it. But change, but change it to Doctor. I think it'd be Doctor Cox. <laughs> um, and my personal favourite is I want to say a big thank you to Cattle Bruiser, who is the number one most wanted by Petter List. Yeah. Is it James Herriot? Is I don't he, know. It's he's just, just up a cutting the cows user, in the bum. Just... The, the username Cattle Bruiser. I mean, yeah. there's a story there, and I don't know if I want to hear it. Cow thumping? There's cow tipping. You can do cow tipping, can't you? There is cow tipping, yes. Yeah, I, I guess it depends where upon the bruises are located upon the cow as to what the answer Internally. is. Internally. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that paints a picture. Yeah. <laughs> we made it to 99 episodes with our clean, clean rating. They'll never get me for that. <laughs> um, Herman Trude's taken a hell of a beating. 
Oh, <laughs> well, there we go. I hope uh, I hope our new patrons are, are happy and satisfied and have joined apart us. from cattle bruiser because <laughs> <laughs> a satisfied cattle bruiser yeah, has committed several, several crimes against nature. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, you can now join for likes of likes of Castle Bruiser on Discord. <laughs> I think it's recent. I think it's Discord. It could be wrong. Um, oh my god! It's like a separate channel. I don't want to go in there. It's gonna be like one of those, those just... like curtained off parts of a museum where they warn you about going in there. But the actual the actual GCHQ starts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you distraction. Um, yeah, so come. You can join us on Discord um, on the Peyton chat in the evenings. Get the latest episode ahead of schedule, that kind of good stuff. Yeah. Um, become a patron. Right. And as he says, you get to basically pay for a nice software safety net so we can not lose half the episode. Yeah, yes. and edit Eddie's, Eddie's partial sanity. I'm trying to edit it. Uh, yes. yes, it does make that a lot easier, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that is our Internet Famous. Yeah, on to... Um... Faces, bases. So, something. What have you been painting? Nothing. Move on. But anything? Oh. Like, no. What have I stuck anything together? I repaired some figures for my friend Will, which then led me to buy a Star Wars Legion army. <laughs> that new? <laughs> so I that thought you already had that. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. So play Legion just as new game comes out to replace it. Yeah, exactly. Yesterday's technology, tomorrow. That's our motto. Are they actually bending um, it off? <clears throat> no one knows. I'm not sure. Do they coexist? I have no idea what the plan is with the two games. Basically, it's just Kathleen Kennedy just milking the Star Wars franchise again for Disney. So no, it's, it's Asmodee doing that for them. Well, she's. I imagine she's. She can't be innocent in this, surely. Surely, that's the whole reason for being. Surely, she's I'm a, serious. She's the Suella Braverman of um of Disney. <laughs> but, but no, I. I this is a little I, harsh, to be honest. <laughs> Just what, a Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have to hire Ron Howard. Imagine if he just turns up going, I know nothing about immigration. That's fine. Come in. <laughs> um, no, I haven't really put anything together. I'm trying to think if I did. No. No. I'm, even for my warfare army, I haven't. I've got a couple of repairs to, to do, so I'm need to get some more super glue for that. But no, nothing, nothing uh, meaningfully hobby wise. Oh well, there's a turn for the books. Um, okay, so I guess it'll be me next then. <laughs> Lighting content, yeah. No, so, call me somewhat off guard. So, um, can't remember if I finished off the show acts by the time of the last episode, but I am. Um, I did that between of um, show acts. So it's Ray Centurions using a new Battlefront kit. Um, and then I, to help Quinton out, one of our patrons who's coming over from Canada for the warfare, and he was trying to borrow an army, and I said, yeah, I can do that. And he said, oh, I need a bunch of half-tracks. I can't do that, but I'll... don't let that stop you. I'll try and work out, I'll, tr- I'll get some built up for you. So I built and painted uh, seven of the 250 short chassis um, half-tracks. And then a platoon of four of the transport ones, uh, two fifty ones. Yeah. And then um, six of the flamethrower two fifty ones. Most of it, I just built a whole more to paint up eventually. But then I changed plans because I bit the, I got the Anzac bug. Oh god! <laughs> and so I've um, 
restrained Wayland of all the lavs apparently in the UK because everyone's complaining about not going to get lavs in the UK, which might be my fault. Um, <laughs> it's definitely so your fault. Three yeah. boxes of them. <laughs> was that? Did you just put like you know when I was seventeen? When I, that that when I was seventeen song on repeat and then got far too Anzaki. Well, when I was seventeen, I drank some very good beer. That one. No, I know, I know you're talking about um, the Vietnam song. The, Viet, the Vietnam one about the guys in the bush hats. Yeah. Oh. It's not, not quite as cheerful as that. I think the, <laughs> um, I think, I think the answer is no. It's to that. Moving on. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, I'll give you a good reason to paint up, up all the leopards I've had since the leopard kit came out. PSC leopard kit came out. Well, I've just been sitting, waiting for me to get around to doing. So I just built them. Um, yeah, so I built Lavs, M113s, M1A1s, and leopards. Where'd it go? Because I have a target now trying to get these done by Jan- by January 20th. As we'll discuss Ooh, fun. Possibly. We'll see, we'll see if we actually do it, but that's my aim. If we go or not, at least they'll be done. Yeah. So who 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 was it out of you two that, that was against the Aussies being in the in Team Yankee world at all? Uh, that'd be me, I believe. Oh, was it? Was yeah. It? I, I've already I've already gone SoundCloud and deleted the episode where we talked about um, the original Free Nation books. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Look, team and the Anzac should not be in the European theatre for Team Yankee. There's not many that shouldn't be in Team Yankee. I'm not We're judging. Just judging. Pacific, just near Pacific theatre. I'm just getting ahead of the game for when Pacific but comes to it's, Team Yankee. It's just the combined strength of all, all the university bar staff getting together. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just a sweet, sweet lure of Anzacs and M1A1s in a decent formation. <laughs> Who are you? you? You've suddenly got all power gaming out in a decent formation. Well, it's, not, it's not like power gaming formation. It's not like a play, um, sure? Fre- the French leaf blower list I came up with, which sickened even me. But <laughs> or, or, or Eddie's new toys. Segway. <laughs> terrain. Yeah, Eddie, terrain. Pull up. <laughs> uh, what have I been doing? Um, well... Uh, yeah, I may have created the uh, the, the French Canadian list, which <laughs> is French with Canadians. So I might call <sighs> the poutine. Um, the poutine. It's the Quebec. It's the Quebec. The list. Quebec. The Quebecians. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I got sort of excited by the the little idea of the warthog styled um, jeeps. The VPLs, what are they? Visible panty lines? No. EBLs. Um, and then I realised that if you put them together, it the entire formation of is it 20? 20 of them? 24? Yeah, 23. I think it's 20. You get 23 of these little um, missile-toting jeeps with machine mm-hmm. guns for less than 30 points. And I went, actually, I've got about 70 points worth of Canadians already. And they're both NATO forces. So if I combine them together, that's a 100-point list. And that's pretty nice when you have a you know, Canadian mech company um, with information Leopard 2s now. Thank you very much for your one-drop reserve. And then 20 of these missile-toting MG Jeeps driving around causing it with Scout and Spearhead causing absolute carnage. Um, oh, don't forget that that at 100 points it has six uh, six ADATs as well. So, just, that, how many machine guns does it have? 
Is it well, every every Jeep has a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's problematic for me. A plus missile. And a, and a missile. Or, or an Eryx, if you want to upgrade them. No, I like. I, I think the Eryx is a red herring. I think it's all about the moving fire. Not even for one ambush unit? My no, because you've you're, got you're, the Milans. Yeah, and you're doing the little... Um, you're doing the pure VBL one that's just got the two... Yeah, um, the, the, the v, VBL Escadron de Eclairage. Yeah, it's probably better for the the ones in the your, in your, um, AMX yeah. 10RC one we get three one, of them. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It says 10 platoons of two. So that's your 20. Um, and then there's three Milan 2 wielding ones, which is the ambush platoon. Um, along with uh, two mech companies, two mech platoons for Canadians with their Charlie G's, Mortars, HMG's, and 113's. Uh, four Mortars, uh, half tracks, the M1, 125's. Four Leopard 2's, which is your 43 point reserve. And then um, to make the formation, if you're, if you're doing 100 points, you take six ADATs. And if you're doing less than 100 points, i.e., 95 points, you take <laughs> four ADATs. And then you just go, ha 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 ha. I don't know if it'll do any good because the you know the the VPLs are only range sixteen and oh. terrible courage. <laughs> so and then platoons of two. Are they, are they just jeep saves as well? There are yeah, one. Yeah, the armored one. Yep. Oh, that's even more problematic. What are my eleven-year-old Iranian children going to do? Uh, die in in droves yeah in droves yeah oh, in droves yeah. you say hit for <laughs> armor one side of zero they've all got a rate of fire three machine gun um and they've all this got this is problematic yeah uh, you know, a um they're all scout and spearhead as well with thermal imaging and amphibious i didn't realize they're amphibious so i've got they're kind of, they kind of like a shrimp wagon i've got army shrimp wagons <laughs> Armoured shrimp wagons. Oh, Armoured shrimp wagons with anti-tank missiles. How many, how many points are they? Uh, they are a point a tank. Uh, point yeah, three point. points for the unit. Brilliant. Yeah, three points three for the wagon. Yeah. Or a point, a point each, with a four same across. As, same as an unarmoured shrimp wagon. Great. With a, they've got a, they've got a four up cross for a wheeled vehicle. That's insane. Yeah, I don't think I don't know what Phil was on that day. That goes. I mean, cross here makes that three plus. Don't forget, you have to do a cross check um, in water, though, as well. Yeah, but you just go cross here, and you're like, okay, three plus. <laughs> One in three deep sinks. <laughs> no, they just stop. They don't sink. I know. I know. I'm, I'm glib, I've got 20 of them. 20. Or you just drive You drive, You drive. drive one of them up and then use the spearhead bubble to deploy the other ones the other side of the river. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you just have a huge passive. Oh, it's going to be so silly. So, so silly. So what are you going to paint them as? Though? Well, what colour are you going to do the NATO camera oh, NATO, Yeah, NATO colour schemes. Or oh, maybe... I thought you were going to go like Halo and paint them like... I was very tempted. But... Well, like, well, paint them like World War One French tanks. I was going to do the... I, I might do the command platoon as Halo. <laughs> just leave them green. With a bit of a highlighted dry brush, like a like a Halo homage rather than just full on warthog. <laughs> but we'll see, we'll see. They arrived. There's six blisters of the things. Ah, uh, you're you're um you're suffering massage regret. No, no, it's fine. It's just going to be a lot of sticking the wheels on. That's yeah, massage regret. Twenty. 
23. Are they not um, no. modern ones where their wheels are part of the body? Nope. No. Uh, that's a shame. Because they started doing that, didn't they? Well, they actually... Um... It was 92 15mm wheels I've got to stick, stick together. The wheel on the VBL goes round and round. And then falls off. And then falls off. Falls it's off. terrible. Yeah. It's supposed to be stuck together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's the... the, the not building, um, but that's the, the accumulating for next year. Um, and I've been building my warfare list, uh, which is in two days' time, um, which is fun. Which uh, is, I don't, I don't think I've talked about it, have I, to people, to the world? Uh, not really. I haven't had... No. Well, it, I mean, it links into what we've done next. So it, it is um, SS King Tigers. Uh, which is formed of the HQ platoon of one King Tiger, a platoon of two King Tigers, another platoon of three King Tigers, and that's the formation. Uh, and then in support <laughs> of that, in support of that, I have uh, three 250 SKF SS Scout cars. Boop, boop, with the one with machine gun and two of the two centimeter guns, which are really cool actually. Now I put the now put the air, just airbrush the tricolor camo on them. And they look really cool. I'm getting excited about those. Let's just look at the photo you put up. Yeah, it looks really, look really smart. Uh, and uh, for artillery, I thought, why not take a stern tiger? I mean, I can think of many reasons why not take a stern tiger. Because yeah. it's, it, it, I was thinking, I can negate most people's artillery by having a almost fully top armor two list. This is true. Yep. Um, infantry don't really scare me. And I don't really care about concealment. So if I end up playing on an open board with minimal terrain, um, then that's good for me. So I can now just pop my minimum front armor 15 army in the open. And my goes, bing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, how many times are you wishing? Oh, I wish I had concealment to put. No, I don't care about concealment. In fact, I'd much rather play on a video table. Yes. Armour will be my armour. Oh. Yes, it's not many times I'd advocate for taking a two, uh, a free, a free, free platoon formation, but this might just be one of them. Oh, it's just, it's just silly. It's going to be quick games, which is good because it's at warfare, which means I get more time to go look around the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a very much a rock paper scissors list. So if you turn up with hordes of Hellcats, Duncan, um, yeah, it's it's got various weaknesses. Um, the main thing, really, was I thought it'd be fun to see what the smallest army I could make for 171 points. It's not the smallest, surely. <sighs> no, it's not the smallest. Let's see. But it's the smallest with artillery and scout recce. <laughs> so. It's, you're trying to say this is a well rounded list, then? <laughs> I mean, it has everything <laughs> apart from infantry. Infantry, yeah. And well, that's, but that's why I thought the Sturm Tiger was good because it's like if you need infantry for clearing out of buildings. Well, if you have a Sturm Tiger, you can just remove the building. As long as you can range in on your war attempt. Yeah, it's fine. I'd rather be lucky than good any time of the year. So, uh, but we played we played a game didn't uh, against Dunk, and we can talk about that in a bit. Um, yeah. Uh, so I built yeah built paint those. Uh, I built a squat biker for my Necromunda gang. Bike groove. Who it looks very cool. With massive trike, anti-grav trike. It's huge, it's ridiculous. It's gonna be terrible in Necromunda because it makes him such a bigger model to shoot in true non sight game. <laughs> so it's a all round negative, which is fantastic. Um 
and there was one other thing i've started building a on halloween i built my necroman not necroman a blood bowl um the shambling undead blood bowl team which is the ones with all the pumpkin heads i don't think it is the shambling undead thing. The no one. i know the one you means yeah but they've all got pumpkin heads and werewolves and stuff Jack, i built those lanterns yeah. yeah yeah yep. um which uh which was fun which actually was an anniversary present from the lovely tacy we must get some blood bowl. I know, I know we keep yeah. saying that, but we haven't done. We need to do some blood bowl. Yeah. I've got my, I've got my um, Seattle Seahawks painted a, a human team that I can troll Mike with as well. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, Luke's just got a uh, Snotling team as well. Oh, God. Yep. Two trolls, thought, two pump wagons. I thought goblins were bad. No, nope, these are awful. Genuinely <laughs> awful. <laughs> um, it's, all about, it's all about the dwarf passing game for me. Oh, God. And what, then the, the meat, passing, what, the mead? Yeah. passing the buck, yeah. um, and then uh, yeah, the rest has been sorting through things and getting stuff put away and realizing that oh god, I've got this, I've got that, I've got that, um, and then uh, realizing that it's the 80th anniversary D Day game next year, and yes, I was I was run out of um, the 29th Infantry Division boat uh, sections. Because I got the old one that had three in, mm-hmm. and three just isn't enough. Do so you I just up... need engineering type figures? No, it's the actual. Because they had the yeah. assault vests, the models are really nice. Oh no, no, I've got them. That's what I'm saying. I use them for my engineers. Oh, so I, I bought two boxes of them. That's what I'm saying. If you just need the, I mean, I just need infantry men. I've got some of them knocking. Around. I've probably got half a box knocking around. I mean, if you have and you're not using them, I'll take them to to bulk out. The, yeah. The formation. Uh, I have bought the. I did buy one of the remaining boxes because there are actually. Well, from what I can tell, they're out of print. All the D Day stuff is no longer on the web store. Nope. Um, which means to me says they're taking it out of the production cycle. So I bought one of the remaining boxes uh, with two boat platoons and the support weapons in to give me five total, which should be good for D Day. Hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'll dig them out. You know, yeah, I'm not that's doing good. my engineer companies complete so one of them nice yeah, yeah no that'd be great because i've got some spare models from the previous batch as well so i can put have you got like bazookas and things because i don't have i don't know if i've got yeah, special yeah. weapons and stuff so yeah no i've got all i've got those i can squeeze in and then um that'd be awesome then we have a full-on wave after wave human uh, a basage level assault no it's not level. Level. <laughs> um i think and some dwarves. There you go for Frostgrave. Oh, and some Tyranids. I've actually oh, done quite goodness. a bit, uh, but in true typical Fez fashion, I've done quite a bit, but none of it's finished. So no, it's finished. It's all awful random stuff. It's all yeah, table tabletop ish done maybe. Um, but yeah, getting things over the line is the story of my life. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I've been doing. Faces, spaces, something to something. Who's played some games? We've played some games. We've all played games for once. I was say, what's got two thumbs and played a game? These guys. This guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lee, Lee goes first? Lee goes first. Well, I think we're doing Chronicles. So you should really talk about Nationals first. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went to Nationals and I took my Italians as a last hurrah before the supposed nerfing from Dynamic Points. Trigger warning. <laughs> Um, oh, and dear. I actually went and thought I'd do pretty, you know, I, I, I've played lots of this army. 
Uh, I should do pretty. I think I do pretty well. I'm looking forward to trying my best to place. So I tried to get lots of sleep the night before. Booked a hotel room with um, with Sid. Yeah, you know, to cut down costs. And I was mm. like, okay, I'm going to have an early night and uh, try my best and be really keyed up for you know for getting these guys. Um, yeah, trying my best to, to to place at the UK Nationals up at Battleford Hobbies. Uh, turned up first game was against Rex King, who had a Soviet KV1 BA10 Horde of Doom, and Battlefront had provided um, Mark, who was running the tournament, Mr. Goddard, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the preview mission pack, revised missions, um, which I hadn't had time to read. Uh, and we just went, uh, Rex, Rex went, uh, well, let's use those. I said, oh, okay, that's fine. You know, just kind of have a go. We're both, neither of us had read them. We have a practice and do it. And it was a really cool mission with two objectives in the middle that were both because we we're both attacking. So the two objectives are in no man's land. They don't go live till turn six. You're playing lengthways down the board. Oh, um, yeah, no, it was really good, really good mission. I can't remember the name of it, unfortunately. Um, but we ended up. Ended up, uh, I mean, hands up, it's my own fault. I'm too used to playing the ETC games, <laughs> which have three and a half hours. So this was a two and a half hour bound game. Um, so I wasn't pushing as hard as I should have to get turns completed. And I was excited and we're talking, it's game one. And um, so basically, it was all before we knew it. We only just kind of got to turn five when it was a case of, all right, that's it. You've got 15 minutes left. And it was like, oh, because Rex got on the objective straight away in turn one. So -hmm. it was a case of trying to whistle off what I could before pushing forward because there's no point doing the Hail Mary, you know, not the Hail Mary, but pushing your assaults just to be assaulted off before the objectives go live. You're better timing it to do it when they are live to win the game. Yeah. Um, so, ended up only playing that one turn of turn six, and to try as I might with a combination of three separate assaulting platoons, one after the other, there was still a single team that was three inches and three quarters within the objective. So, by a quarter of an inch, he was still contesting to save me from winning after I finished my assaults. Oh dear. <laughs> which was unfortunate to say the least um, because then it was a mutual loss so I started off with mutual loss uh, I hadn't killed an entire platoon even though I'd reduced about four or five of them down to single stands but they were fearless so I was just making Rex was just making saves so I ended up getting a single point for my first game despite being a quarter of an inch away from winning it that's the margins yeah um, so yeah hand up I should have I should have pushed more for to get more turns in, um, and it kind of it could kind of spiral, you know, in, in incentivize that maybe we should have a minimum term limit to games where it's possible. I don't know. It, the trouble is, is, you've still only got so much time. It's, it's always going to be time. Yeah, you still only got so much time. But I mean, even even if it's just a case of pick, you know, pick three units. Because if I had one more turn and killed that one tank, then I've won. You know, so there's a part of me that's like, if it does take six turns for the objective to come live, you should get six plus what you know, three speed turns to actually get a resolution. 
because there's too many times where the game is kind of over, but it isn't actually a draw. It's just it's a draw at that instant, but it was it, the result was forming, if that makes sense. But that's a discussion for another day. Um, then I went on to play because I got one point in the first game. I was down the bottom, um, so I ended up playing a whole load of new players who've come over from Team Yankee and other systems, um, and got a collection of um, five twos. I think I did a five two, a six. Is it five two? I'm going to give what, nine, isn't it? Should have to do, isn't it? Eddie makes like a Greenlander and goes silk clubbing. Where sounds it? <laughs> basically, say here. basically did. Yeah. Um, however, whilst I was doing that, I I was dropping the, the downside of my list is I was dropping too many platoons. One of them, yeah. I, I I failed a five up last stand with a reroll for the platoon to run off, which gave him the two platoons. So okay, that's that's seven two. Um. Did you go submarining, Eddie? I did. I did. I breached magnificently, um, oh, which all Lord. ended up in the last game um, against a uh, British um, British tank company. It had no infantry, so it's British tanks with British recce, and it was just a hundred. It was a uh, hundred points of just death coming at me. And I was like, "Oh God, what am I going to do against this? Because they're going to swarm all over my infantry. I haven't got enough guns to defend." It's got like Crusaders, was it? Or something? No, no, it was Lee's, Lee Sherman's. No, it was Lee Lee Company, mm-hmm. Lee Sherman's, and then the British Recce Armoured Cars. Okay, so it was a lot of holes coming at me. Um, so actually, in the new new the new meta of the new um, positions, I I swung to defend, and it was like okay, so I've got deep defend, you know, um, deep reserves. Well, I'm going to stick all of my L6s in reserve anyway because I can't do anything. Yeah. And then my one platoon was my ambushing Lancia 90s, some of NT-90s. That's my tanks. My unarmoured tanks don't count towards it. And I've got my 25 pounders, my infantry on the board and minefields, which he now can't clear. <laughs> so I was able to shut off half the board, had some very nice buildings. Um, so shut those off with minefields and buildings because he can't go through buildings because he's not an infantry team. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a hill which I could crest line behind, which then co- discounted most of his cover on that side of the board because it was a cornfield and a hedge, so it's all short terrain. Yeah. Um, and basically just popped my amber, shooting, scooted, blitzed. I made the mistake of shooting direct fire by 25 pounders. And, and really, I learned the lesson there that the 25 pounders in that instance are there for defensive fire. And if they die, you are in a lot of trouble because uh-huh. your infantry all of a sudden don't have any deterrent. And mm-hmm. what they should be is veteran gone to ground, sat there not doing anything. Um, because I shot them once and then his he focused fire on it as he should have done and killed like two stands. And the next turn managed to whittle down another stand, um, even though they were gone to ground just through weight of fire. So I had a single gun that passed like four last stands to stay on the board. <laughs> um but he actually, he, he, the, the guy defeated himself because he gave up and ended up just trying to kill other platoons. So he did take two platoons off me, um, which will come into the final scores. Um, but still, I, I won from defending the objective. Um, but basically, I missed playing the top two tables, uh, which was the American chap who came over, whose name eludes me right now, um, and Martin Turner from the Gulf of Games <laughs> Club with his Hungarians, who ended up 
battering all the usual suspects and doing an intense final showdown between the two of them with um, Hungarian cavalry charges going left, right and centre mm-hmm. in some mad swirling melee that took quite a while but got a resolution in the end. Um, and it ended up with Martin being first, the American... Is it David? David, I think it was David, yeah. David coming second, and then myself coming third. However, had had I scored that one extra point in any of the other games, I would have been... I think I would have jumped first. <laughs> because I only came third because of lost platoons in countback. So the extra point would have put me above... Would have tied with Martin. Mm-hmm. It was it was it was insanely close. Put it that way, it was insanely it was quite close, good, yeah. which is good, yeah. But obviously, because of the way the five games came out, I didn't end up playing the top two. I just kind of beat everyone else who was below them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. And I do wonder had had a, had game one gone differently, had I got the extra couple of points I needed, who would have known? You know, who knows how it would have gone? But. Um, Definitely means that I'm doing something right, at least by taking broken lists. But I just love my L sixes; they're just so much fun. But how did you feel? I felt really good. Um, did you? No, I wouldn't have done. No, I did because it was it was. Carbolic soap. No, I mean that's the thing. Through through years of being seal club myself, I know how to do it and have people still like me. So, yeah, and, and, and it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the case of going. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is that the name of your sex tape? That is the name. I know how to do it and have it, you know, have people still like me. Um, (laughs) Will you respect me after? No, no, I won't. I mean, that was the thing. It was, it was a case of, and and also it's the nationals, right? So, yeah, I know. It's 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 not about being being a dick with it, but it's it's about going. If people make a genuine mistake, such as leaving a, a two inch gap in a minefield that's obviously two inches. It's not like a a, a a couple of millimeters. It's a two inch gap in the deployment of their minefield. Then you just drive your spearhead tanks right through it. Yeah, and dash and dash down the back and then appear because that is a genuine mistake. That's not mm-hmm. that's not someone you know leaving that's not what paper scissoring you. No. no, no, exactly. And then you go right. Well, now I'm here, and now I've got L sixes that are moving ten inches, following me four inches, then assaulting four inches in turn one, and you have no defensive fire because those guys are the wrong side of the building and can't see. You know, so there's there's a, you know I'd always always help your opponent with the rules, and always always help your opponent if there's a de- a decorative thing that they've done. You know. I can. I think I can see him from there. Mm-hmm. Oh no, you're not supposed to. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, move it further round. There you go. Now you can't see exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Don't wait until the next turn and go. Oh, I'm going to shoot you. Oh, you shouldn't be able to. Oh, okay. Well, that's declare your intent. Declare your intent exactly. So, and then teaching people the rulings about how things work, and you know, and then afterwards going back and say, well, had this guy been there, you would have got the defensive fire. You didn't have to shoot. Why were you shooting me? You're just making it easier for you to get hit. In return mm-hmm. by the things that could get you know that kind of thing so no it was good it was a really good weekend um and also uh the idea of having a nice quiet night or whatever um complete fallacy got absolutely smashed on the saturday night and was hanging like a dog on the friday uh, sunday morning so oh dear and he still came third so yeah it's just still came third i mean that's what i mean that's the thing it's, it's all about the curry 
It's team team England curries. That's, it just helps. Um, you can't fuel yourself on curry alone, Eddie. Man cannot live by naan bread alone. Curry and rage, you know. Yeah, curry. Add a, add a, bay, add a bay in it with some guts behind it. <laughs> um, no, it was a really good weekend. And a big thank you to Mark Goddard for running it and organising it um, and getting us some... the Arranging with Battlefront and getting us the cool... Uh, Alien UFO objectives. German. Yes. German, German objective thing. That's pretty good. Uh, so that was Nationals. And we'll talk that, about um, your list and dynamic points in a bit then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we will. Or do you want to do it now? Or later? I don't mind. I, no, thought, no, I, thought, we, I think we're going to leave that points for next episode when we had a chance to actually go through them. Because I think we've, we looked at how it affects our list without really looking at the bigger picture yet. So it's... Um, can I, uh, yeah, well, spoiler alert, I lose one Lancia. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. They're still viable. They're still just going to be little murder... Mm. What do we call them? Cow murder. Names? murder turtles. No, no, they weren't murder turtles. That's a Hetzer. That's the Hetzers. I, yeah, I, I called them murder turtles. No, they're they're Conchinelli or whatever it is. They're little murder... Murder Conchinelli. Yeah, the, the murder pasta shells. <laughs> Brutal. It's going to love it. Um... I got excited because, oh, medium tanks are back. Well, I was working out my hammerless change. Oh, I got one extra Sherman, and that's it. Yep. Okay. Wait, one really? extra Sherman's no bad thing, don't be wrong, but. <laughs> I don't think exactly. it counts. I did look, and they. I, I, oh, no, that's a spoiler. I'll, I'll, say, I'll, I'll save my. Um, save your load. Yeah. <laughs> Won't blow my bolt. Keep your powder yeah. dry. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was Warfare. Not Warfare? No, Warfare's this weekend. Yeah, but at least two of us doing our warfare practice games. Yes. Because um, I think all three of us and Martin met up at Guildford Games Club. So you two had your warfare list, didn't you? Um, I had the list. I would have taken the warfare if I'd had a chance to um, go. Thanks. Sad kind of. Yeah. Yeah, Martin had his Hungarians, which again, I believe he's taken. He so. is, yes. He's a Hungarian blob. Mm hmm. So yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yes, I do hope I get to face him finally. Why? Well, because I've got king tigers. I don't think he's got much that can actually hurt me, is he? If it's Martin, it'll, it'll work out some. Oh, that's true. His bofers will. He'll stay. dive or something. His bofers won't run away, and then he'll yeah. die on a cross check or something. <laughs> yeah. He's not even taking the rockets, you know. Wow. I know. Rockets are the best bit. Exactly. I've so Lee, how, how did your game go against him? Yes, I was, I was playing Martin, yes. So I, I, I was waiting to get a very thoroughly thumped in the face, as it were. Um, and what were you taking? You had your... So I had my comic list. Um, I was just trying to find the pictures, but I can't find them. Um, so I had uh, two or four comics, two or three comics, um, Crusaders, Dingoes, and HQ are two comics as the formation. I then had in support Sextons with OP, um, a platoon of two Avery's, which we'll get onto. Um, <laughs> the yeah. Ram, the Ram I remember this story, listeners. It's very yes. good. Foreshadowing. <laughs> um, a Ram Kangaroo platoon, um, Royal Engineer platoon with body armor, and then a lucky card, which again, make, make note of the lucky card. So, I mean, just try and remember what. The Hungarian was so a platoon of three tigers, a platoon of five hetzers, three of those little armored cars, 
two platoons of infantry, which I assume required Panzerfaust and the Panzerschreck. And then there were some heavy mortars, some medium mortars, a platoon of three pack 40s, um, two of little 40 centimeter guns with the stell grenades, and two four millimeter bofers. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty um, heavy list. And we're playing circled um, with Martin playing the Defender. So I had to put my force, you know, uh, 60-40, split between two quarters. So I put majority, I put Sextons and the Crusaders in one quarter, along with the Dingoes and the Patina 4 Comets, and they sort of like spearhead out to try and bring them over towards the other Comets to try and maximise my force. Mm. And then the rest, the infantry platoons and the rest of the comets went, went heavy on the left flank. The idea was to try and basically close down on this little wood where I suspected Martin was going to pop his ambush. Yeah. And then try and, and then use the infantry to you know, just push through the, his infantry, which I you know my infantry is better than the assault, and take the objective. But the problem was, we A had this little machine gun nest. And then Machine Guns Nest just massacred my um, paratroops because I forgot short terrain isn't stopped if you're in tall terrain. New. No. Which is yep. one of those rules I get annoyed about because it doesn't sound right. But uh, in the pack 40s, still ambushed the other side of the wood, but because I was close enough, I, he could shoot me basically through it. So, now he, was in the, sorry, he, he was in the wood, but at the back of it. But I was still within six inches so he could shoot through the wood. Um, two comets in between the three got bailed. So I got lucky. But I didn't get lucky because then neither of them got back in with a CO re-roll. And then they ran away with a CO re-roll. Oh my god, what are they getting back in on? Four? Freeze. Take that Get back in the three. So one, two, three, four, six dice, three less than threes. Uh, I think the last stands four plus can make confident, but with a CO re-roll, but yeah. So absolutely went. Um and that just left obviously my HQ, a very mauled power platoon. And the um, rank kangaroos, which are still in good shape. And so I was just sort of like, in my turn, just looking, going, all right, this did not go well. <laughs> uh, and Martin said, well, look, you got your speed. I goes, yeah, oh, that's, that's a good point. So, so I, I swung around my HQ and the Rams to where the intact comments were, who then started driving up the, m- the middle to make a move on the right-hand <laughs> objective. Now, obviously, there's 80 tanks off on the left. A very limited arc of fire. There's this two bofers, which were annoying all the way through the game because they kept bailing the kangaroos aside. Eight tank seven versus my side armor five. I kept getting ones on my um, uh, ones and twos on my side armor. But I managed, I, I, I managed to start pushing him back basically from the objective. Um, his tigers turned up on the wrong flank, which helped. <laughs> his hexes turned I've up. I've got on the, the right... wrong tiger grommet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw them waddling across the battlefield. Yeah, yep. his t- his tiger is um his Hetzers did appear on the right flank, and so end up in this like little city fight um with Hetzers and his infantry trying to pick off my tanks, whilst I tried to push the infantry, and I was on the objective, and then it came down to him. He took out the two Crusader AA tanks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pushed me back, so I wasn't off. To, I wasn't on the objective, and, I, and it, but 
I went to move back again, but I realised I was getting awfully close to a company morale check, and I think he managed to basically yeah. take 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 down the last two units, get them to a company morale check. You know, into a company fail, basically. And I was, and I was, and I was and at the end, we we're talking about we we're talking about debrief. And I said about how didn't we want to go for a city fight? And I wish I had Avery's to deal with that. He goes, I thought you said you had Avery's. Oh, oh, yeah. If I, the Avery's could have been quite happily mauling all the um, infantry in the buildings to clear away. Happily, you know, hetzers don't care about no hetzers, that kind of thing, just like running around. And so I was just like, this is the first time I used this list. Avery's are not a normal part of my army because they're, yeah, they were just in as a, you know, equalizer basically in this list. And, um, yeah. I, as well as things of oh my, why did I do that? Because I, I remember taking a mick out of um, Duncan for not putting his suit, his, his destroyers, his hundreds on for once. I also, yeah. I also ultimately forgot lucky card. I'm not like entirely sure uh, why we used it, but the um the other thing we did learn, or I certainly learned from your game, was the um three D nature of terrain and how assaulting a more than one story building. Yes, because we were having this. Yeah, we had a discussion because it's um, basically Martin's infantry doing some mad parkour. Yeah, <laughs> and we, we sat down trying to work out hey, how do you do multi stories? Um, are we are we over? Uh, it probably, I think it came down to you said each floor is its own building, isn't it, or something? Essentially, yeah. Each each floor is its own building, yeah. so you can move but, up one one level at a time. Yeah, but there's no sort of vertical component to movement, is there? No, no. But also, Eddie's right when we were talking about smoke, weren't we? Mm-hmm. If you smoke a, a building, you smoke the team, so you don't necessarily cause. Was it smokes infinitely high? But it's not yes. infinitely low. It, it, there's a hole. It, mm. It's the hole between considering the terrain is two dimensional and making it all perfect and it all working, or it being, um, you know, what you see is what you get. WYSIWYG, true line of sight measure diagonally and making it work there so it's intentionally been left a bit vague and it only really matters when you get particularly tall buildings yeah of three stories or more really but like at that point tower, yeah. like the clock tower or the or putting the added story to the factory unit you know because then you would go well actually that is kind of more than four inches from the ground so how do i assault you do i have to be inside the bottom of the building to assault up the four inches. <laughs> yes. That's, that's where our discussion came down to. Yeah. And conversely, how do you get up to the top? Do you have to, you know, move to the bottom of the building and then measure vertically upwards? Whereas in most tournament play, when you're building hopping, you just measure your lateral movement and just stack things in. <laughs> yeah. You know. So it's a bit, it, it, it's a hole. It's a it's a hole in the rules. It doesn't it isn't descriptive. So you have to kind of disagree with your opponent. What, how are you going to make it work? Right, I think at some point but because it's to... so because it's so situational as well. The problem is you don't often do that before no. it becomes an issue, and then obviously you've got a bias in your decision making because you know one particular ruling will give you one outcome, and another ruling mm-hmm. will give you the other outcome. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good game. I mean, Martin as always, was good for talking through what I was doing and working out, you know, trying to get me into a more tournament mindset rather than just my normal blase, throw some dice kind of thing. 
because it was interesting talking me down from thinking I'd completely lost the game in the first turn to realizing yeah. I still, I, I, because of my mobility, I still had a chance. It's like a Team Yankee game. I still could still flip the flip the flank, yeah, and go and just show, and show, quicker than he could, being an infantry force dug in that kind of thing. You just completely negate the deployment sometimes. Yeah. And so, yeah, once I switched back around to that, I got back into my game face back on, as it were. It was, um, yeah, it was good. And like I said, good post-game debrief as well. So, yeah, it was um, it was a tough game. Um, I feel like I gave Martin a run for his money, which is better than I was suspecting. It wasn't a complete tabling. Um, <laughs> against the number one player in the UK, of course. Yeah, that's it. I definitely wasn't a, a number two, for, that's for sure, on that one. But it's... Uh... <laughs> I think the comments are deceptive as well. They're better than you think. But no one's taking them. them. No one's taking comments to warfare. I, saw, I, I feel let down by my patrons, all their Blake Churchills and Guard Shermans. It's oh, like... that's going to be so good. <laughs> I've got a Churchill. Oh, have you? How cute. For <laughs> <laughs> yep. I think you'll find you had a Churchill. Yeah. I've, I've got a lot of armour on my Churchill. Have you? Have you have really? You really? <laughs> oh, what's his AT? Oh, cute. Yeah, it's I've got already, a tiny little pop gun on top. I've only got a two-up save in the side. <laughs> so how do you... And obviously you two play each other as well at the same, same night. So how did it go? Yes, so I was attacking Duncan's cheese cheese grater rogue lock. It's Task Force A. It's, it's, most, it's almost like how you would represent Task Force A. The only thing yeah, that's missing is armor We're sort of spitballing how to do it on, on the Facebook, try to work out how to make a Task Force A. And task Force get. Alpha. Yeah, I mean, the um, the only difference is I would put cavalry, so there should be Greyhounds probably more than the Stuarts in there. But, yeah. Right. So it's your six Tigers against my, was it 12? Yeah, 12 Hellcats. Um, yep. A full engineering company. And then uh, a short Stuart company with Scots. I love Scots. And uh, <laughs> Armored Mortars. And then, of course, the stars of the show, the Thunderbolts. Oh, God, those Thunderbolts. What, 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 aircraft? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. I don't care about them. I just care about what they do. It's now, it's now, vroom, 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 aircraft. Yeah. <laughs> How terrifying are they, Eddie? They. I now I, I don't get scared by them. I just become it's just resignation. What well, they're going to bomb something and blow it uh, up? They're going to turn up and they might it might suck. And you just have to go. Yeah, that's that sucks. And did it suck? Um, it it was a medium a medium level. <laughs> Mediums are well done. Medium suckage. Suck. <laughs> half suckage. Yeah. Medium half suckage. Um. Yeah. So I I I yeah put my Sturm Tiger ranged in. On the one objective, there was a couple of buildings I couldn't, I couldn't from where you're defending because you, I can't remember the mission, but it was outflanked. It was one of the new ones. It was I was maneuvering and you were attacking. Yeah, so you had you had basically a quarter of the board to deploy in. Yeah, I found yeah. a photo of your, what I had, mission you were playing. I had the other half, but I outflanked. Could, yeah, it was outflanked, so I could scout forward with Mareki and basically put myself down the long edge and start attacking from the opposite side from where your reserves came on. Not that it really mattered because you've got Hellcats that go 120 million miles an hour. <laughs> I love the Hellcats. My main concern was keeping out of that building, and if because if you cast it into the building with a ton of infantry, I literally would have to kill you to get you out. 
with the Sturm Tiger. You did have a Sturm Tiger that was ranged in. I did, but then building. to do that, yeah. it has to be sat there and survive. It becomes priority number one target from your Thunderbolts. Does the yep. Sturm Tiger get a keeper ranged in, does it? Yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Oh no, Shame. it does. It's only got Shame. one attempt to range in. Yeah, yeah, only has one attempt to range in, but once it's ranged in, it's just it an artillery unit. That's fine. That's the only the so the only difference it is is you you get to a ranging attempt for every model in the unit. So for me, it's one attempt, um, and um, it has brutal. So you're rerolling saves from the first hit. That's it. Oh, and it, and, and it doesn't um, doesn't take a penalty for having less than three guns firing. So I don't have to re-roll my successful hits. So it's, you know, that's it. That's all, yeah. Two up firepower, brutal bombardment. And it's front armor 15, of course. And it's front armor 15. It's like armor 8. <laughs> and it is veteran. Unlike, yeah. Unlike yeah, the so. rest, because it isn't SS. It's just a Storm Tiger. So whereas yes. the other the other units are uh, trained. Ah, it's a good armor. Nazi. Yeah, yeah, make, it that, make that what you will, dear listener. Efficient, yeah. efficient. Um, so yeah, I, I had a three-story building right on the objective because no matter where I tried to put the objectives, it was pain or pain. Um, and then I was all about scouting and trying to get my assault off turn one. And really, I would have been better getting within eight, so you can't target me, but not assaulting. Yeah. That 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 was the lesson I learned was don't don't rush in. You can't win win till turn six anyway. You know, just get in a position whereby you're ready and don't. Because I I found a couple of cross checks because of a stupid stone wall. I got one assault in, um, which did push you back, but you just broke off and went. Okay, I'll run away. I've got another I can't five lose till turn six, so I didn't see the point in just sitting yeah in exactly. Me. So I would have been better off just keeping my you know position my Sturm Tiger forward and then shooting the crap out of you ne- you know next turn if I had to um, so yeah it's an interesting one for when the only thing that can really hurt me really really hurt me at range is the um, the Typhoon uh, Thunderbolts yeah um, so I pushed in did some assaults pushed you back and we we're kind of playing this two and throwing game, and I was I'm gonna I left my stern target behind with the recce to kind of like the recce trying to do self defense AA, which I think is another trap I shouldn't fall into. It doesn't do anything. You yeah, only yeah. get two shots, and then you've got to say you know the, it was two shots hitting on fives, and then a, a three up save. And yeah, then you have to do a and then a five up five power. It's like that's too slim an odd to do. It's anything a lot of miracles, yeah. It's a lot but of miracles also, when actually those machine guns and um, the two centimeter cannons could have been hunting down your bloody hailcats. This was it. It was like, what was I going to do with only one typhoon that was, uh, sorry, one thunderbolt that was not going to do, you know, what yeah. I need two one, for? One, one P forty seven is just as good as two. Um, yeah. Whereas obliterating your armor four slash one Hellcats. What, what, what made me laugh is my um my M twenty command for my Hellcats oh as well my was just God. was just poncing around because it was it wasn't worth shooting at, so it was just sort of wandering around in, in yeah. the open. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. Just, just I'm going, in danger. But they not were really. Us, and we were just yeah. shooting up the recce with 50 cows. <laughs> yep. And then your Hellcats were running forward and doing absolute nightmares. And your Hellcats got broadsided by four Tigers, and I bailed two of them out. Broadside. Yep. 
it was, that, I think it was that ridiculous. Was, that was probably a turning point. Because then you remounted with your command right behind them. Just remounted and drove, started driving around the side. I did come up with my uh, Fezzes absolutely broken. You're surrounded. So there's no point trying to get absolute frontal coverage with your yep. arm or whatever. And basically doing, you know, pivoting the turret and hull to say... 180 degrees from each other, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Diametrically opposite. Diametrically opposed, which will probably end up being a little bit of a slanty angle next time. Um, to make sure you can't get into the side of both, but if you if you you know are able to pivot and turret that way, then you know it gets eighty twelve against your side your 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 tank. You go well. I've got a fifty fifty chance of it hitting my front armor, and I'm fine. And then I've if I fail that, I've then got my four up save, as opposed to just going. He can drive around the side, and I've only got my four up save. Conversely. At the same time, you'll get double the shots if they're in a position to do it straight away. So, yeah, but yeah. yeah, swings and roundabouts. I mean, the other thing is that because you're having to move in that a lot, you're you've got 88, 80, what, eighteen or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got one shot, yeah. seventeen, but it's only one shot. Yep. So you you didn't have we we were working it out afterwards, and it was like, well, you just physically didn't have enough shots to. No, no, it's a, it, it's well. a good counter list against what I've got. Um, it wasn't deliberate it's what I'm taking yeah yeah, yeah. I love my Scots were hilarious because they're like 80 what they're 86 they couldn't actually do anything Direct fly <laughs> yeah I think it's 86 87 yeah they couldn't, couldn't, couldn't actually hurt me couldn't do anything to anything I ended up I, I mauled down one platoon down to like two or three stands I bailed out and killed a couple of smashing of other things uh, your P47s came in Destroyed one, bailed one, and then another one got killed by uh, flank shots from a Hellcat. And then I pushed forward to try and drive you off the objective, and then got bailed by a bazooka in the side. Oh, yeah, because I called it as well, didn't I? I was like, yeah, let's yeah, bail yeah. it out. And you were like, yeah, no, it's not. I'm going to hit you on a six. Poof, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, and then I went, oh, that's bad. And you went, no, no, it's not. You've got a pass fire patch yet. Yeah. And I went, okay. Yeah, there's a six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can do this all day. And then, yeah, and then the next turn, just one stand just walks up to this tiger and goes, oh, by the way, you're captured because my the, the strafing P-47s came and destroyed the recce. They bailed them all out. Yeah, you bailed, bailed them, them all out. out. So you just walked up and killed the last tiger. And I was like, oh my God, you've killed, like you've it was destroyed it was, all my um, tigers. Kill air power. Four, four out of six, I think. Four out of six, yeah. So, but there was only one. Yeah, there was one platoon left, so that was it. Yeah. That was company break. Um, so it was a silly game, but it was a good. It was a really good learning experience, actually, for how I'm going to play with them. Yeah, I thought it was uh, interesting. I just like that yeah. Hellcat swinging around. No, it's good. Awesome. It was good. It was. It was good to see how I would do it on boards where I can't just assault you off the objective and win from whenever. Oh yeah, if you if you could have been able to win from turn one, you you would have won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's whether or not I sit there and fight a range, and then we discussed it and going, well, do I just spread things out so you can only hit one tiger with your typhoons? And I think that really is it. I either get in close, so I'm within eight, but at the same time, if I'm within eight, you can fall back, and then you know if the typhoons turn up, everything else can just run away. Uh, yeah, which you did on a, there was one which occasion. Which you did on those. a couple of occasions where you just ran away and then ranged in anyway and, and hit but four think, or five tigers. With... I think it was five tigers was under the template at one point, yep. which was 
Well, that's because I because I'd push forward because I I'd, I'd jump the gun and push forward. Whereas I think we said actually, if I deployed in my deployment area at range, spread out with the lines of sight I had over there, I could have just picked off your Hellcats as they arrived from reserve, shelled the snot out of my infantry with a stern tiger, turn off the turn off the turn because there's nowhere you could really hide. And you could have put three or two tigers just kept moving up towards the objective so that you, yeah. you still put pressure on it mm-hmm. yeah yeah exactly and then just do that way and be like okay apart within four but outside of four of my template and you know just wait and have the patience and I think that's the, the key lesson is if the objective is not live, live until turn six don't don't jump the gun with this list yeah. use your use your advantage and don't you know mitigate the typhoons by spreading out and only having one that could be hit under oh, you can always close up the enemy as well. If you close up the enemy, the aircraft. Well, that's can't... what I did the first time round. But then mm-hmm. the enemy has the agency to move. And oh yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they yeah. basically a couple of times Dunk just ran away. He went, yeah, I'm, I'm going to get out of my foxholes and move back. There's a wall I can fall back behind. I'm still concealed in the bulletproof cover mm-hmm. for most things. Or yeah, okay, you'll kill one platoon with machine guns, but you've only got so so little holes. It doesn't really matter if everything moves. <laughs> Then I've got nine targets of opportunity. I'm only going to be able to kill one because I don't have the sheer weight of fire that I need. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So he just basically ran back and went, yeah, okay. I've got another four turns that I can move something within contested range. Well, I did that thing as well. I pulled one infantry platoon back and then threw another one forward. Oh, my God. In the Yes, you did. I'm glad you reminded me of this. No, yeah, um, the, the building. So, so... Uh, Duncan had moved his infantry out of a building and to do that at the ground floor he'd taken the top floor off and put it on yeah out of the way moved his infantry out and then a couple of seconds later he moves his other platoon forward into a building and I'm kind of going where's where's the second story of this building where's that yeah. gone and we're looking at the round and we realise that what he's done is he's taken the second story <laughs> put it on the board to fabricate a brand new building and then moved another platoon into it from across the board <laughs> So that'd be like a top top level power move at a tournament. <laughs> Someone call it cheating. <laughs> it's just when we realised, it's like oh, I don't think that's a building, Duncan. Yeah. Oh crap! I looked and went, "Where's the doors?" There was no <laughs> doors <laughs> it's just all windows. Why is there it's a balcony on the ground floor? Um, <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> but but again, I think it's the the, the fact you you couldn't put pressure everywhere. Yeah, and then I yeah, could yeah. pull back a, a, a platoon that's taken a bit of a pacing and throw another infantry unit forward of engineers. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think did you kill a platoon? I'm not. I'm, that's not. No, a, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, no, I, I I mauled a lot of them, but I never actually got the the, the one down. So I, I did the usual fares and got a single point. Well, I mean, cycling cycling your infantry, cycling your platoons, so, so you don't concede victory points. is just one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tactics, you know. Well, when you had enough, most... you can do it. You know, that's the thing. Yeah. It's it's the sheer weight of numbers under those infantry. It was it was it was a delicious feeling though, um, and it it vindicated the Sturm Tiger when it's the ranged in hit on fours. Yeah. It's like right, hit, 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 and you're like rerolling saves, and it's then two up, dead, 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 dead. There was a couple of bombardments where it was just glorious. It took six or seven stands off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it did also miss twice. I think you only fired it four times in the entire game. Yeah, yeah. It, it failed to range in twice on a, on fours because of the terrain. 
and that's fair you know that's that's the way it's going to go but it, it really does make people double that two up firepower really does make people double guess when you put it when, if you've got a ranged marker in deployment well, you, really, you really don't want to be under it no <laughs> um, no it's not it's not under the deployment that matters because it's the same as a normal artillery battery then no it's the two up firepower still still twos or threes most stuff's threes if it's decent it's the fact that you can you moved it rearranged in on the house <laughs> and then blew the slot out of the house because it counts as a essentially brutal, brutal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's that it's the ability to to re quickly re-designate and smash something because it's the threes to range in is pretty good yeah it really is my two pillars yeah that's good it's a good game good, good fun game so um, yeah that's what we're taking that's it excited hopefully I get it painted for this weekend <laughs> Well, hopefully, yes. We all hope that, Eddie. It'll be fine. I just need to decal and detail. Decal and detail? Yeah. I mean, you know, guns, tracks, a bit of dry brushing. Yeah. Make it like it's this, yeah, not just a literally five seconds of fight airbrush, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's going to be... I mean, that's historic accurate. It's 1945, so it probably had a five-second fight of airbrush. <laughs> if you don't get it done, yes. if don't get paint, done, let me know, because I've got mine painted. If I paint little little 15 millimeter handprints of paint, where the guys have boot marks, well, they have well, to wait for the paint to dry before I start walking over it. Well, where my um my Hitler-Yugan has scrambled all over it. Yep. Mm. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Good fun. Uh, we also, I mean, that was that was there, but also Lee and I have been playing um, with some other guys from the barn, uh, the new Aliens and a Glorious Day in the Core game. We have, yes, it's been good fun. Which has been really good, surprisingly good. I mean, Gale Force 9 board games are generally pretty, pretty safe bets. I mean, yeah. Spartacus, Firefly, all good stuff. They are good stuff, but you have that issue of, you know, licensed game. Is it just a cash in? Yes, you know, kind of thing. I mean, it well, no, is, but it's, it, it's not thing. aliens monopoly, so no, it's not. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> but you're like, oh, is it going to actually make it feel like the the actual movie? You know, no, it does. No, it really is. It was. It was. It, <laughs> it surprisingly, it it um, all the cards have thematic names, and the scenarios in which we played them was. There was one instance where it's just, um, it was just, it was a scanner card where we played. It was like, 10 meters, they're inside the perimeter. The next card that we played to counteract it was, um, it can't no, be reading working. right. <laughs> yes. It's working, man. So, uh, yeah, the first, first mission we managed to get away quite easily and uh, rescue um, Newt, Newt. Yeah. And get 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 away. And the second mission, when it all goes horribly wrong, uh, we ended up a situation where we had every single blip counter on the board. Uh, and then when they activate, it becomes a sudden death mode where everything activates and moves three times. And Vasquez was running backwards with a bloodlust uh, minigun, just shooting everything that moved um, before being dragged away to be captured. But the rest of the team got away. Last no? stand, though, was a. Uh... It was it was glorious. I mean, I must have killed at least twenty or thirty of these bloody aliens easily. Just turn off the turn of. Other than that, 
no, really good. No, excited. I'm glad because uh, I went when the Kickstarter came out. I went all in and got all the ex- all the expansions. So <laughs> if the base oh, game was, re- yeah, because oh, you've got that. There's the um, get away from her, you B word, uh, which is the power loader and alien queen expansions. Um, I've got the extra marines, the extra alien types. Yeah, there's a lot. In the shop, lot. Five by five. Yep, there's a lot to play through. So uh, excited to crack on and, and get those done. This is fun. Yeah, it's just nice to have like a little Friday afternoon, Friday evening in the barn, um, in Dice Loom, with yeah. pizza, playing some games. Just yeah, it's just about right, isn't it? It's just about the right level to feel feel like you've exercised your your brain, but not be daunted by doing it. Yeah. So yeah, well done, well done, guys. Good game. Good game, good game. Anyone else played anything interesting? Uh, I played a game of Legion, and that was all right. Imperialis, the tiny little six mil. No, no, Star Wars Legion. Oh, so, still yeah. not out. Yep. It looked intriguing. I've the pictures you post up with all the stormtroopers and that. It was a. It's it's quite interesting. It's very fantasy fight though. So lots of cars, lots of interactions, lots of tokens. Yeah. So. That was that was one thing, but it, it was pretty cool. And I get to uh, play Darth Maul, who is the best best Darth. Yes, always the best. Always the best Darth. Just with um, without his uh, robot legs. Uh, it, oh, that's a good question. It was without. Ah, pre 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 bisection. Pre bisection, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he's he's very LGBTQ plus. Is <laughs> um, Darth Maul, but no, that's that's the main. That was the main drive, but I played them. Um, it was a Krennic list, um, and my friend Will had, had put it together because I didn't know what I was doing. But it was very in theme, so it had shore troopers and death troopers, and storm troopers. So, hmm. um, yeah, it was quite interesting. Uh, Han Solo took a lot of killing, but I did kill him. I thought he just because he gets stabbed by his son and then he falls off a balcony, and that's it. No, he got gunned down by uh, death troopers. So there is no Kylo Ren. What a shame. Boo. What a shame. But that's fine. But yeah, no, it was, it was pretty good. Um, we played Galaxy Trucker as well, which is possibly the best. Galaxy Trucker is fantastic. Yes. Very good. The rule book for it is brilliant. It's, um, it's like a thing saying, oh, you want to try and get as much cargo as possible. You want to try and yeah. get as many batteries as possible. You want to get just two shields. <laughs> <laughs> And then make it all fit together. We uh, we played a new edition and it had objectives in it as well, which was quite interesting. So if you had like the longest corridor, uh, you you got some extra points for that. And if you had um, your crew habitation blocks on the outside, like a cruise ship, yeah, um, you got you got um, like a title essentially, and you had to defend that title from round to round. And if you defended it, you got points for it but if someone denied it from you or they could deny it from you as well so you, it added another layer to building the ship so that was quite cool another little interesting thing nice yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's a round where someone, someone's, someone gets to the end and it's just literally an engine and a crew capsules yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> well I was trying to make the longest corridor one which meant my structural integrity was a little bit um, sparse so when we got Meteor Strike and it uh, I think Will rolled three sevens in a row, and then half my ship just fell off. Like literally, <laughs> just sheared off at the uh, the centre part, and went, "Oh no! Oh, there you go! Oh look, all of my engines and guns were on that side. Oh, what have you got left? 
I've got I've got crew compartments and cargo. I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of inertia now to get to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Just limping along. Yeah. But yeah, it was um it was it was good fun. I forgot how much fun it was, to be honest. It's it's one of those games where if you're not very good at spatial awareness type games and things like that, or pro- quick problem solving, it's um it's in a handicap view. It's not it's not a skill set everyone's got. Jeez. I sometimes get yeah. locked in to try and find the perfect tile and that makes yes. my yeah. Yeah, rather than accepting the fact it's gonna look a little bit shabby. Except the fact that it's going to be an exposed end. I just have to hope. Yeah, if I make sure there's a turret covering it, it shouldn't be a problem. But... Oh, don't expose your end, ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the only other thing we played. And we're back. But we're not. Because we never went anywhere, as far as you know, because I've deleted it. Lee, what are we talking about now? Uh, yes, an Officer Answers now. An um... Officer Answers. Is it an Officer Answers, Lee? Yeah. It is. Thank you have... what we're talking about. We have... Officer Answers. Oh, right, okay, Officer Answers. Quite a lot of them, too. Um, <laughs> Bumper it's been, edition. It's been building up for a while. <laughs> it's it's bulging. The last we did was just back in July, and so it was... Uh, yeah. Oh, my God, that's a while. How has it been that long? Oh, I think it's, we, we had book reviews come in, and we were oh, just like, trying to get for the books. Is that the one where we reviewed and... one book, and then we had, a new one came out, and, yeah, much... and I thought we'd reviewed it, and yeah. Lee was like, no, that was the... Well, we... <laughs> What was it? it was something anyway, yeah. What did we review? What were, it, I think it was NATO we Nordic forces and Nord- NATO forces coming. Yeah. And we uh, and Duncan and I thought it was the same book. Yeah. <laughs> Adam and, just that, that Lee. Since you you're in your, your NATO fetish, get out of it. Seriously. All you want to do is talk about Team Yankee Na- Oh no way, it's a separate book. Yeah, I've not even downloaded this one yet. It's, it's, it's unusual to have like two NATO book no, two um Team Yankee books, one after the other, so And then lo and behold, I now have a French army. Yep. <laughs> oh my Why? god. The French clown car. The French Canadian clown car. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 ha! No, surely it's ha he ha. No, because it's French Canadians. Le ha ha ha. Eh? Le ha. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, ocean starter. I'm a manic ocean starter. Eight eight one. Sorry, eight one one. I do apologise. Eight one one. Eight one one. One one eight. Eight one eight one. One one eight. Set asks. What's the oh this is very poignant. What's the best ally combo in Team Yankee to play? Thinking of allying Norwegian infantry and Danish centurions with Swedish Vigans, total Nordic force. Oh my name, God. name name of your sex tape. Um for me it's the French Canadian clown car. Oh Jesus, what a shocker. Le ho ho, eh? <laughs> I mean, I always Come, found, on, Lee. Um, Come on, Lee. What, what, what brokenness have you got sitting in that dark, quiet reserve of yours? Uh, so, the one I came up with horrifying, was a horrifying one they did the other day, which is um, French Force. Mm-hmm. Um, a VBL company like you've got, but literally having the minimum number of platoons, the free, HQ and three platoons. Oh, my God. This the one. max defense. Yes. Four gazelle cat with water cans. Eight yep. gazelles are hot. Yep. Venom Mirage platoon. And then having an allied American M113 cavalry unit with, um, so you got the two tow vehicles with um, little scout platoons, which is a scout vehicle and a tow vehicle with yeah. tow two. 
So two of right. those. Are they hammerhead as well? Yeah, hammerhead, yeah. So they they remain concealed and guns yep. when firing. Right. Um three yep. M sixties. And that gets oh. the um the sort of compulsory units done. And then I think I had the four I then had four Cobras with tow two missiles. So so let me guess. You probably pick defend? I've, I don't think you go defend because there's too much risk of deep reserves. You go maybe go maneuver and that way, yeah. um, right? And then you put your the VBL formation just in reserve because they're yep. never turning up, so you don't even have to buy those models. Correct, because <laughs> you don't want them on the table. You, yeah, you, just, the you just have the armored cav, the armored cav on basically holding the objectives. So you put the armored cav on the objectives, who are think... going to be remaining onto ground and firing hammerhead missiles at things. Yeah, I think you have to uh, put at least one helicopter platoon and the M60s in reserve the, or something. Oh, for the points. Yeah, M60s yeah. go in reserve, that's fine, because you can have an arm, yeah, whatever. Um, got, and, then, and the rest is just waiting on your air support to turn up and just leaf blower the enemy away. Pretty much, pretty much. Oh, that's cute. You bought some shilkers, did you? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> this came up with the original idea of trying to work out the ultimate um, Soviet leaf blur by combining an Afghanistan forma- allied Afghanistan formation with some like the Syrians. Oh, then oh. realising, actually, the best way of doing it was to cut the middleman, just go straight to the French. Yeah. And the best thing is, you don't even need to wait for everything to be on in one turn like you normally do with a leaf blur. You can have those gazelles with water cans just going around hosing enemy SAM systems. And oh, once they has got no the... SAM coverage, they're basically... Because they're on the board. And they've got Gunslinger as well, haven't they? And they fire, yeah, Sabre fire for AA. So they just walk Correct. around and auto like you said, just auto-cannon your AA missiles. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Your geckos go, oh, this is fun. <laughs> yes. I'm the size of a small country. And yes. now I'm exploding. No <laughs> transport save, yes. And now I'm dead, yeah. That's brutal, and I love and hate it at the same time. Slight, it does. It does kind of this. This discussion leans into what I posted on the group the other day. That Team Yankee for me is becoming a little bit of a tournament, not um, not tournament, a scenario based game. I think, um, I think if I was if I was doing a Team Yankee tournament, the first thing I'd do is ban allies. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, that's the thing. You, you know, you have to really for tournament thing. I think you have to really put the screws into the limitations. Open an open. Let me clarify: an open tournament. There's just too many variables. Well, if you, you have, do it, you've got to you keep know, some more points more as well. More yeah. points because less. It's still the chaff that's the problem. Especially playing six by four tables. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the thing I was coming up with: if I was get the ultimate sort of team Yankee tournament, I was thinking like running. Was having no allies. Right. You have one formation in your army. That formation must have a tank. It must be a, a tank. A tank formation. So HQ. The HQ is a tank. Um, a tank unit. Yeah. And that tank must have at least front armor fifteen. Mm. Right. Okay. To make it actual to back to being tank games. Yeah. So you, you so you might have like T you know like T fifty fives as a formation support platoon. With in some lists you might have it as like your third tank tank platoon in, in their um, formation. Yeah. But your core platoons will have to be something like a T-72 at the very least. Oh. My poor Iranians. <laughs> You've got yeah. chieftains, haven't you? Yeah, but that means I have to take them now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Iranians get bits... That's, that's the problem with this thing. The Iranians get a bit screwed because it's very hard to do a single, a single formation Iranian list. Yeah, but who actually has that, apart from Dunk? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, yeah, I haven't seen anyone else using the radio. Yeah, there we go. Yes. 
There we go. There it um, is. <sighs> watch time of day, Mike Robinson. Watch time of day, subliminal message end. Uh, says, uh, is the community too mean to Duncan or not mean enough? Definitely too mean. 100%. I'm, no, get, I'm getting like daily daily messages from Darren now, shrimp and pictures. Like, that's... <laughs> Yeah, I just that, that, that. It was uh, uh, a point where I was wondering if we're, we're if we're crossing a line, but I thought no, it's too funny. Let's just keep going with it. Chef, um, chef's, chef's kiss banter. Yep, done. Yep. So it's I banks. think we're just just the right amount of mean is what we're aiming for. I don't know. I mean, I haven't been bullied into buying anything ridiculous for a while, so that's that's a benefit. Just because you're still painting, <laughs> still painting, I'm still painting passage, and I'm still painting children. I think you've gone through a, a child soldier phase. <laughs> Duncan no. Cody Gosling. Um, yeah, because I've got got the um the, the Berlin stuff. Oh yeah. mate, me yeah. Ooh, oh, and ooh. French children now because I've got the um I've, I've picked up those. I forgot about that. I, I, I didn't tell you that I picked up those free French infantry stuff. What? Yeah, I, fa- I found someone who's selling the old boxes and the platoon and things. So I've got all the old. No, you kept us very quiet. The battle. Yeah, I've got, yeah, I've got like. Enough to do a company of them. That's Just, incredible. Because they're not limited card in D-Day for the Americans. You can have three platoons of them if you want. Really? Yep. You can't have the other ones, the FF or FTP. No, you can only have one of these, right? No. no. You can have three, yeah. You can have as many FFI as you want. Oh. Yes. Oh. 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 Yes. <laughs> well. Well, now. Yep. That's interesting. Yeah. So all I'm going to say is if you had a platoon of FFI, although they hit on three ones. No. Oh, yeah, you see. I think they're the, I think they're the um, hit on fours. With the reluctant. With the reluctant. Yeah. But still. Still, good. Right. They're, still, they're still the ones that uh, start on the table. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's only better than that. Um, Hailstorm. Hellsturm81 asks After the upcoming NATO book, where next for Team Yankee? And why should the answer be Korea? That's ah, Africa, isn't Oppa it? Gangnam Style. So, I've been pondering this. I realised something. So if you look at... I'm writing a poster right now, writing an article about um, Leopard, Leopard, Leopard Tank, basically. Leopard 1. Yeah. Um, and if you look at all the European users of the Leopard... We've got all of them apart from three, and those three being Italy, Greece, and Turkey. I was just thinking, that'd make a really good book there, like a whole southern front book. All the, you know, you've got your leopard tanks in there. Yeah. Your plastic high-end tank could be the Ariette tank, if you want to go out stupid, we do, do a 1990s list, he says, to, as he's putting Anzacs together for a 1990s list. <laughs> um, my hypocr- hypocrisy knows no bounds. Um, and then even possibly finally get a plastic YPR kit because obviously the Turks have a um, a very similar infantry fighting vehicle based on the same FMC Corporation um, infantry fighting vehicle. Hmm. But otherwise, yeah, let's go, otherwise the other answer is go Pacific and do like say North Korea, South Korea, China. Well, we had an interesting little side discussion discord about whether China would be financially viable, whether you'd end up tanking any kind of battlefront market in their... Um... Yeah, yeah. You have, to, you have to be very carefully. 
invent you know the uh, opera Gaskin style. What what makes the least sense? Because that's probably what's going to happen. You, the you've applied logic Scottish, to Scottish African Bush Wars, yeah. Scottish, <laughs> Scottish insurrection. Which one? <laughs> the Scottish are revolting. I know we've we've talked about this. How is this map, Roderick? Oh, it's one to one, sir. It's incredibly detailed. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting because we haven't heard anything. Brazil. I'd like to see Brazil because I'll tell you for why. Um, they supplied vehicles to Iraq. They did, and yes. Iran. Oh. So why not Brazil? You could do Brazil, Colombia, Venezuela. You are gay. Yep. <laughs> Yep, and the country. <laughs> I would, I would like to see. I don't know. Personally, <laughs> personally, something a little bit. The, the, the most off-ball thing I had was something like Arctic warfare. So, like a, a fight for Antarctica or something like that, where you could take existing models and just winterize them, but have a limited different army lists to represent the fact that it's all going to be airlifted or whatever. But that's um, just me. That's, 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 that's left field. That's far left. Fez's. No, but that's, that's the kind of thing they go for. Something that's what I'm thinking. Something what's where the it's most like... economically unviable product? No, it doesn't. Uh, well, that's, that's the problem. This is, this is viable because you just take existing models and yeah, different you want, lists. You need something that's out there. As a little, you know... Spray it white, drive Why don't you just say Marines. Me, save it Marines. Well, yeah, I mean, that's the thing would be to do that kind of. Um, but well, I think someone called it air and sea. So you have like um, Soviet naval infantry, um, Polish airborne, Polish naval infantry with a uh, Soviet a Krana plan. Yeah, PT seventy sixes along with that kind of thing. I think, there's, I think there's, uh, there's a thing with Team Yankee is it, there is still plenty, especially if you're being woolly on the timeline there's plenty of scope of what you can do even if even you stick strict try and walk it back doing strict 985 but there's a lot you can do like I said we haven't touched the southern front yet um, <laughs> we still haven't well, we, we haven't but we still haven't seen Checkpoint Charlie we're no. not going to see Checkpoint Charlie I reckon it's a myth at this point well, well, lots of plastic kits coming out will work for it. That's a problem. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But that's, that's because it, again, it makes sense. You're, you're, th- you're putting too much logic on this. You've got to be far. I think we we'll have yeah early, early, early Team Yankee, Team Yankee early. I think that's yeah. coming. Nice. Um, Porky Seven says, which tanks do you think will be included in the late war of Athens besides the Centurion with its 20mm coax gun? Do you think we might see some E100s and the like, or more stuff like the Panther II or the Panther Coalean AA tank? I'm just going to wave my hand vaguely at the release schedule for War of the Tanks, because I think that gives the biggest indication what's going to be coming. Yeah, we haven't seen those yet, have we? No, I think the, I think the first one's hit November this year. I think, yeah, it yeah. must be soon. Well, but that had now, like, they? yeah, the mouse. But that, like you said, had the E one hundred. It's the mouse, mouse, the M, no, the mouse, the Centurion, the IS three, and the um, big not Pershing. Uh, T ninety five, ninety five, maybe with a, yeah, with a big hundred millimeter gun. Yeah, 
Yeah. Um, that was in the start kit. Right. And he says, frankly, looking for where he saw the last sort of play um, printout of the release yeah, schedule. Um, oh, I can't remember if it was in the team entry group or the general group. But that had like stuff like the E100. It had um, the weird Jagdpanzer based on the E100. It had... Um, but M, it had the M48, which is very much Checkpoint Charlie era. Yeah. So it was, there was lots of things on. So probably the M48 is well out of phase. So yeah. <laughs> but certainly there was a lot of emphasis on this on this German stuff. And I think there's a few American bits and pieces as well. Tortoise was on there for the British as well. So oh. I can see all of those being in simply because if you're making the kit for World of Tanks. They've got to set up enough to actually make it worthwhile. Precisely so. And that would make the most sense, yeah. Mm. So E100, I haven't seen anything about Panther 2s or Coaliums. I haven't yeah. seen the Panther 2 at all, that, all that. I haven't seen much in the E-Series beyond the E100. Where I is doubt, that? I very much doubt we'll get the Coaliums because they would not work in the World of Tanks game. Which one are they? The anti-aircraft guns, aren't they? Yeah, yeah it's the Panther, the Panther with the 20 mils in the tank. Yeah, that's, that's definitely based on the Panther, wasn't it? So not the Panther yeah. 2, so it's not going to be like a... Yeah, okay, so yeah, probably not then. Um, oh, I can't yeah. find that thing. I'll probably find it after we do the podcast. I'll be annoyed at myself for it. <laughs> but yeah, certainly I can see anything that's on that World of Tanks release schedule, I will see that sort of fits in with being 1946-ish, I think will be in that book. Ah, here, I found it. Ooh. Yeah, so it was E100 T95, which is a squat tank destroyer, basically, the, the whole a gun. Super Hetzer, basically. Yeah. Uh, the tortoise, yeah. The Rhine Metal Scorpion, which is the, um, I think, based on the Panther chassis with a big uh, gun on it. The Jagdpanzer E100, which is, I think, some stupidly big gun on the E100 chassis. Yeah. Um, M103, which again is another heavy tank, but I think that's more post war, a smaller Checkpoint Charlie era. Yeah. So, I mean, there's four, five things there that would make sense of being in a, in a sort of that kind of book. And this. Along with IS3, it's already out in the mouse and that. Mm. Nice. Um, Carl Stockperson, who has obviously been raiding our uh, personal search history and is probably an AI bot at this point, has asked us a very poignant question. Uh, imagine you're on the army purchasing board in 1942 for a large, very important and very wealthy country that never existed as entirely made up. You've been ordered like Luxembourg. to... Yes. You've been ordered to choose between buying the QF 25-pounder and the 8.8-centimeter Flagswerger Cannon 36 for your army. You are specifically not allowed to choose both. Which one are you choosing? That's easy. Yeah. But 8.8-centimeter because it's second-hand. So it's third-hand by the time you're getting it. It's going to be cheaper. Has he got a gun shield? Oh, okay. Is it should it, do. It has the 8.8 centimeter flag of. Yeah, it no, the has a, like, didn't have one to start with, did it, when it was first developed? I don't, I don't think this is um, a flag 86, is it? Sorry, it is a flag 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flag Zug Canoon. flag. I thought he was. I thought he was trying to talk about the eight, the, the the German destination for twenty five pounds. No. But I just seen the thirty six at the end years. So. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a flag eighty eight. Yeah, flag uh, eighty eight. Oh, there, oh, Lee. I mean, come on. 
needs going twenty five pound now, obviously. Obviously, because it's, it's you no, know, it's multi purpose in the property multi purpose rather than just uh, I can shoot a tank. I can kind of be a very bad artillery cannon. Yeah, but you can't shoot down a B seventeen. That's true. Well, neither can, neither can most eighty eight. That's why I had to. Make, that's why I go for bigger and bigger guns. <laughs> that's, that's fair. But you can use it as artillery, and, we, and as an tank gun, and as a flat gun. They, they they use it as a very ineffective artillery piece, but um, yeah. ineffective in what capacity? Well, it's got a, it's not it's not a very big shell for the um. No. Psychologically, though, under under artillery fire, I'm going flat thirty six all day every day, especially if it's got a gun shield. Without a gun shield, yeah, but it's nineteen forty two, so you'd just be buying bofors. I'll be buying Nimrod, yeah. Just yeah, exactly. All the Nimrods in the world. Just bofors, forty mil, through and through, day day in day out. Do, 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 do. Because, you know, once you get the proximity shells, they work wonders. <laughs> ah, but it's a flag 36, though. I, I, I love a 25-pounder, but I love a flag 36 more. Because I like worrying people who know me. <laughs> so, so that, what you're saying is Lee's outvoted 2-1. I think so. Well, no, because as much as we love a... Th- th- as much as we love a flag 36... As much as I am the 88mm fanboy, and obviously Duncan is ambivalent towards it, but sees the advantage in being an 88 over 25 pounder. For as much as we both love that gun, Lee loves the 25 pounder twice as much. So, <laughs> so, so his, his, his vote actually counts as two 25 pounders. Oh, I see. So, whereas we're re rolling misses, um, Lee's got a battery of four. And. Uh, well, to be fair, that yeah, yeah, because they're an, they're a better and they're probably a better general anti uh, tank gun. The twenty five pounder was piece. amazing. Yeah, the the, the eighty eight has its reputation and it had a place, but at the same time, it's not. I do wonder in forty two when there were improvised anti tank guns, how much did they actually hit? Well, was it six years old then by that point as well, isn't it? Yeah. What is that? They shut the creek a little bit more. Yeah. A little bit wonky. Well, that's why they had the long barrel and then they, you know, the 43 and all that stuff. All that random stuff, you know. Okay, we can't choose. I, 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 do, <laughs> like, I do like the Flak 36s as well because 88 mils, I think, are hilarious because they're simultaneously gigantic and tiny. They've got a crew of a million men as well. They've got a crew of a million men, but when you see them in real life, you kind of go, that's not as big as I thought it was. Because in 15 mil, the model looks huge. Mm-hmm. But when you see, when I saw the one at the Imperial War Museum, Duxford Land Warfare thing, I was like, oh, it looks a bit like a sawn off. Like, it's, like, it's like someone's taken like, you know, three or four feet off the end of the barrel. You're like, well, actually, no, it's still a pretty big gun. It's just, a, there's not a lot to it. No, but they are fun. They, they always got in, in Flames of War. It's no doubt for me. Well, I say that actually. Early days, eighty-eight day, day in, day out, because they I always had them in my armies. Um, but with my captured Italian ones, those twenty-five and and my Brit ones as well, the twenty-five pounders have done a long way to get you know secure a place in my heart. 
because the amount of times that they've been the only thing that's kept my hobby on the board. <laughs> and, the, and turntables are a wonderful rule. Oh. It is um, a stupid rule, actually. I love it. It's just, it's just. oh, okay. Yeah, well, uh, that's three defensive fire, so that's six shots. And uh, oh, you're dead now. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? You probably shouldn't have sorted. Um, Skiverus, Skiverus, Skivvy Pants. Odd question. As are they all. If you wanted to start a Team Yankee army based on the 80s action movie trope of a horde of bad guys all dying to the invincible hero, which nation would it be? Iranian Basage, surely. Iranian Basage. No, how how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) There'd be Iranian Basage and one Leopard 2. Just falling out. No, because I can penetrate the. There's Leopard 2, I think, on the side. Need the American, not MP1 or whatever it is, because outside I'm a 16. Oh dear. Yep. Oh. Um, Carl Stockperson again asks The Berlin Germany book has the awesome looking blood on the street scenario. Do they? Do the books have scenarios in? Yeah. Oh, we should totally play them sometime. Yeah, we should Absolutely, play the scenarios. Yeah. We should. We should really play them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Blood on the street scenario that looks like it's intended for battles in the major cities of Germany on the Eastern Front. Were there similar urban battles on the Western Front that could be played with this scenario? What British or American lists would you use to fight those battles? Uh, can I just jump in here and uh, go, come! Yeah. <laughs> Most of them. I mean, two for, that's a two for reference, that is. Two for one. You're I think the difference is didn't the... Didn't the Western Allies just essentially bomb the crap out of them before they assaulted them? So yeah, problems. but that's what makes them worse. So the, the Soviets did that as they were rolling. Th- well, first of all, the the Ally, the Western Allies had already bombed the crap out of most of the targets that the Soviets were rolling through yes. for the last however many years. Yeah. Thanks, Bomber Harris. Um, <laughs> in a fine job. Yeah, we spoken against them. Yeah. Distraction from the main event, exactly. um, and then they proceeded. The Soviets proceeded to do the same thing, just uh, with um, short-range artillery before they yeah. then rolled through. So you ended up just flattening everything to a similar state of rubble and giving the defenders a marin- a, 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 well, a rabbit yeah. warren of um, defensible positions. But interesting question: They had this come up on the We Have Ways this this week on the podcast. Would you rather be a tank driving around a corner and getting pounded first, or trying to drive over rubble? Then getting Panzerfaust. Oh, then getting Panzerfaust <laughs> from beneath. So you see, infantry divisions have got loads of dozers and stuff, so they don't really care about moving through armored dozers and things. Well, they also have feet that walk over rubble. Yeah, yeah but I'm just saying that it's not as much the problem as I think it's potentially made out to be for some of the Westerners because they're better equipped. But I don't. I mean, most of the major cities is going to be yeah street fighting, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've got stuff like Arnhem and that. Well, I think it'd be a good one to do it with um, Paras having to hold back because uh, Usterbeck and Arnhem was, you know, was basically the Germans sending armor and infantry against them. So you have it, have the allies as defenders in that rather than as the attackers. Yeah, interesting. It's always a terrible idea, isn't it? I mean, Arken was Arken was another one awful. you could do. US versus Germans, mm-hmm. just absolute. Yeah, it was the first the first German city, wasn't it, that they rolled into and went yeah. oh, maybe they haven't all surrendered? I mean yeah. <laughs> these, these appear to be lunatics. 
Oh, why, why are they falling back? Oh, that's right, because they've already fallen back. This is this is where they were born. Oh, yes. Yeah. Funny enough, they're, they're a bit more attached to Germany than France. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? Who, who'd have thought it? Um, I mean, there's lots. I, I've, I've, I've actually just picked up the uh, the Berlin Germany book itself, finally, after having just got the cards. Um, so I, I will look through and see if there's a... I mean, that will be probably after D-Day has happened. We can do Christmas Christmas, uh, Christmas sieges with the, the rubble buildings. Yeah. Yeah. City fighting. The, um, Black Hawk. I beg your opinion. <laughs> um, Everyone loves what, it. What one? Is, is that the British pushing into... What operation is that? Which one? Blackcock is um, clearing. It's it's straightening the line basically. Oh yeah, yeah. Through forty-four. That's the one. The one that the one that everyone kind of it, all the history books glaze over, but actually yeah. was a hell of a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. In very bad conditions. Yeah. In terrible conditions. That had absolutely zero glory, but was vital to actually winning the war. Yeah. But on the bright side, whitewashed search for crocodiles. Oh my god, it's going to look yeah. so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I need to get one though. Talcum powder over all the terrain. Oh, that's going to be well, good. Yes, talcum powder. Yes, Colombian marching talcum powder. <laughs> Put your paper in good use. <laughs> yeah, let me just clear a path through the town. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Is that why you've been renditioned again? Um, yep. Mr. Taylor. <laughs> Tinker Taylor. Given, given that he's coming to the event this weekend, and I've invited him out for the curry, asking the question, it is time to settle it, who is the big spoon? <laughs> oh. Hold me. Don't hold me. I mean, what? Well, let's put it this way. It's not Lee. It's not Lee. <laughs> it's not Lee. No. It's not Lee. Lee's getting cuddled, and, and also he's going to giggle like a little schoolgirl, I think, when it happens. I think, I think <laughs> there it's you go, like that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think it, I think we don't have a big spoon. I think we just have. Uh, I think Lee is the hot dog. No, I th- I, do you know what I think we've got Eddie. I think we've got a pair of chef's tongs. <laughs> a slowly roasting wiener. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. There you go. There you go. No big spoons. Chef's tongs. Just- Chef tongs and soup spoons. Clack, clack, clack. You've got to test it. If you don't click them at least three times before you use them, the world ends. Everyone knows well, that. Well, no, they just don't work, do they? That's, that's no, well, that, that, that and the world ends. Yeah, the grill explodes. Mm. Roy Never Hood. Buy. Never buy non-stick tongs because you can't pick anything up because it keeps sliding off. <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> I know it's from experience. Yes. If, you buy, if you buy frictionless uh, anything, you can't pick it up. <laughs> But you can start doing um, mass engineering questions because you now have the frictionless <laughs> yeah, surface. You just oh, slide God. it under the building. And then all, all, you need now, all you need next is an inelastic in, in um, string to put onto it. So. Oh, no. <laughs> that stupid inelastic string. I've got loads of that in my underwear at the moment. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roy Hood asks, does Battlefront overcost speed and undercost armour in Flames of War? As an American player, I struggle to see the value of Chaffees. The only defence is veteran, which makes them expensive. Speeding them across the board to get flank shots is a pipe dream. 
This rolls into undercosting armor on things like panthers. I can hit you on threes, in reality fives, with range and cover, but front armor nine or ten ignores a lot of what I'm shooting with. Uh, yes. There, there, there doesn't seem to be much context in the points. Um, I think this is massively dependent upon your terrain. And it comes back to the same uh, discussion of I would love to see a snapshot of what terrain most New Zealand games are played on, most American games are played on, and then most British games are played on. It's very, it's very you know, nationalistic. There's 192 other countries out there, really. Yeah, but those are the loudest ones. I'd like to know what the games are looking like in San Marino. I think we should use our um, Patreon money to go do an exploratory exactly. uh, investigation. Exactly. San Marino. And then no, to Easter Island. Easter yeah, I would like to... <laughs> if you are a wargaming club in Easter Island, then write to Fez at Breakfast. I still think we should get a Cook Island domain. Cause it, it, do you know what the Cook Island domain is? D- no. It's .co.ck. So, so, so if you've got a domain registered in the Cook Islands, you can have a dot .cock address. Yeah, which I think was a character in EastEnders. I think she ran the laundrette. Is that, is, is that with the bubble burst? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. What was the question? The question, the question was, do they overcost speed and undercost armour? Yeah, they do. they got this weird thing about speed. But that's, no, that, and that comes back to the terrain at the same time. Does it? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because it's, it's a 6x4 table. It's got nothing to do with terrain. It's more a function of deployment areas. No, 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 no. Let me finish, yes, boys. Yes, yes, no, yes. no, you're we wrong. We don't tend to play with clumps of terrain. Oh, we tend to play... No, we tend to play with a naturally aligned, you know flowing board we don't have when we have a wood we tend to just have the one wood i distinctly remember seeing phil giving advice about clumping terrain together so you have sort of having if you have three woods on the board don't have them spread out put the three woods together in one lump or into a mega wood well yeah but like with gaps in between so exactly exactly that we don't tend to do that in the uk we tend to spread them out so I have my theory is that when the New Zealand guys are playing, they're having you know a group of buildings, a group of woods, and and building it that way, which therefore the speed to get between the two lumps of terrain and remain out of sight is more important than armor, because the speed then gives you that invulnerability of being able to dictate who can and can't see you because of the nature of the train. Whereas we tend to have instances where it's quite hard to be completely out of line of sight. And even if you are, you need, you're probably going to be at range. Uh, yeah. That's my, okay. that's my theory based upon. It's certainly a six by four board. There's only so far you can move on it. Correct. Right, so have a 28 inch road dash. All right. Or a 20 inch cross country dash. Yeah. Oh, you set up what? So the, the three, the three or four. Well, the I think the, the logic there is those four or five inches gets you completely behind a wood for the whole platoon, as opposed to having one or two tanks stuck at the back that get shot at and killed. Yeah, but I still think it's the interaction between. So the, he, he, there is a, there is something as well about having 
like you know hit on three tiger tanks like your SS for example yeah, like, yeah, who cares if they hit and the Soviets? Who cares well, if they like hit, the, yeah. hit, hit on two? Hit on two KV five, which is like, yeah. oh, you hit me! Oh, you have <laughs> there's nothing in this game that can actually hurt me. Oh no! Yeah, uh, and, and that's that's where it gets weird. Is there there is no context? There's no in the point system. There is no you know if this is this or greater than this, this then becomes yeah. not reduced as much. I think that that that's obviously very complicated, but there is. There is some of that going on. I don't know how you fix that. I don't know if you no, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not defending it. I'm just trying to maybe illuminate why we may be seeing regional, regional differences. Maybe they're between... playing on nine by five boards. Maybe well, I mean, that, that's also board. it. There is no. There is no defined board size for Flames of War, which is quite elegant in a way because the missions are all designed to work on any size of board because it's yes. from a set reference point to a set reference point and bits in between don't matter um so there is there is that um, yeah, we always say that with team yankee as well as the longer ranges you need a bigger board yeah no exactly so i i i think yes for a majority of i know from the us and uk perspective yes we think you know i would agree that speed is overvalued compared to armor um and yeah, bringing Panthers back. I'm still here. I'm still moaning about Panthers. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, you know, bringing Panthers back is difficult for me. Um, but then conversely, that's that comes back saying you know, Roy's struggling with Panthers because of their front armor. But at the same time, the the the, the get around from that is to have fast things which drive around the side because. They're only side number five. Yeah, it's like Panthers even that fast. But yeah, I suppose they're fast for something that's got front armor nine or ten. Yeah, maybe. they're fast for something number nine. Yeah, but the, the, they're suffering a little bit as well. Anti-Panther lists suffer because they you've lost the artillery advantage because it used to be you know the top armor one. Artillery was really scary. Now it's only marginally scary against them. Yeah, you know, it used to just be like, oh god, Panthers are just going to die horrifically. Even though, yes, they're. So it used to be. Fr- well, you also had the bigger, you had the bigger artillery. So you used to have five and a half inch guns. Yeah, right? exactly. But, which which would just like that, mess which... them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. But yeah, it's it, it, it's interesting. Yeah. I think I think you're right though. It's it's interesting you say they overcross speed and undercross armor because the Panthers have got yes they've got the armor but they've also got the speed cost. They're not cheap by any depth no. of imagination. They've got the armor to the front. Yes, they exactly. Got the armor to the top and they've got the armor to the side, which is why it's bizarre that a tiger is like only like one point more expensive. Yeah, and you're like actually I'll take the tiger and it's not that much slower. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, Panthers. Bring back my Panthers. I miss them. Um, Harry, hi Harry, says uh, if we were to see a command card version two or an expansion for the current selection of late world books, is there anything equipment or specific unit wise you'd like to see? Yeah, I'd like half price Panthers, please. I'd like lucky to not be in there. 
Except rocks. Except rocks back. I nearly snorted my drink out my nose, Dunk. What, by lucky? Yep. I'd like to see a points decrease in shrimp bargain. <laughs> I'd like to see... And Kubel bargain. I'd like, to, I'd like to see shrimp bargains be minus one point. So if you take shrimp bargains, you actually get points back for your list. You actually get a points back. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're almost universally but you, useless. But you must have the models, yeah. Yeah. I would like to see a card so you can add 50 cows to Rams, like Eastbound 2 and Version mm-hmm. 3. Yeah. And I'd like to see a card to add Piats to the um, Sawn of Daimlers, like Eastbound mm, nice. 2. I'll tell you what I'd like, actually, think about it a Brimbar Company card. For Late War. Yeah, for Late War. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, doesn't exist in the moment, does it? No. no just Mid War, yeah. No Brimbars. Despite the fact there was four. four Entire companies deployed on every uh, theater, well, in every theater to the west, the east, and in Italy. But other than that, you know, I would like to see the HS one two nines with the big old seven point five centimeter cannon come back. Oh, okay, because they don't exist anymore, which is sad, Panda. Which is, you know, yeah, that's right. Because they brought back the the other version, but we didn't bring yeah, back they got the normal. They got the machine gun one, but they don't have the big cannon one, which hmm. kind of oh, but like, um, yeah. I'm trying to think I think, now. I think what I missed. It's not much. It's not much. The yeah. SS cavalry. Cavalry and motorbikes. Uh, do I miss them that much? I mean, they were cool, but they're... They could just... They, they only belong on a car. One card. Yeah. Armoured trains. Are you getting those back in Berlin anyway? <laughs> no, I can't think of too much. There's something... Uh, there is something in the back of my brain which is burning, but I can't think of it right now. Which is... <laughs> Useless, so I'll carry on. Uh, Daryl says, oh. (laughs) If the Schwimmwagen was armed with Panzerschrecks, similar to the Klein Panzer Vance tank hunter, how many points would you value a single vehicle and how many for a section of three? Right. So the Vance are eight points. Yep. And they're armoured. Yep. But the stream wagons are amphibious. Yep. So it'll probably be about sixteen points. Uh, twelve points. I reckon twelve points actually. Shrimp wagons would get right. If a shrimp wagon was armed with pandas how many points are shrimp wagons? Three. Right. If you arm with the pandas too many is the right answer. Yep. If you arm them with pandas they would be worth three points. Well, no, they wouldn't. So yes, prob- they would. So and, bear, so bear with me, guys. And this with, is with the, the reason with, with the, the, the reason no. why they're three points is because Lee's about to explain. Because the swim wagon is basically it's not a transport; it turns your infantry into like a bike. The old bike team's old, yep. and you can still fire as a bike team. From right, correct. Now. But what yeah. doesn't a swim wagon have? So a gun. No, swim wagon teams have guns. What don't swim bargains have? Go, don't know, go on. They do not have a tit tat tactical move. 
Yes, you got oh, yes. shoot statically. Yes, that was so it. So yeah. if you give a four-inch gun, sorry, an eight-inch gun to a team that does not have a tactical move, it literally can never fire it other than in defensive fire. And if it gets assaulted, it will die because it cannot well, break it can. off because it has no tactical move. So yeah, it, it can. It's fine. You just blitz. <laughs> It's 12 points. I told you. <laughs> to blitz. You have to blitz four well, inches. No, because you, you can't. You, you, yeah? You can't. Okay. You had to wait for them to move up within eight. No. no. Well, no, because you can't be within four if you can't get within eight and then you move four. What? So you're, you're a stationary team, right? Yeah. I dash up to you. I can't cannot get within eight inches. Correct? Yes. Yes. No wait. So Shrek's a range eight, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so me, so I'm confusing it with the Panzerfaust. If you give them Panzerfaust, yeah. they would be useless. That'd be awful. <laughs> they would be absolutely useless. As it is, you have to pass a blitz to them. Yeah, to use them. It's just but yeah, that's why yeah. they're twelve points. No, the the, the problem with Shrimvag is they do not have a tactical move, and uh, why, do, why don't they have a tactical? Move? Because it limits it limits them being used as universal carriers. It it, it gets around the problem the universal carriers have, which is that they become like miniature assault tanks. Apex predators. I mean, they are great. But why would you attack assault in a soft top vehicle? You wouldn't. <sighs> I mean, to be honest, that it, it, you know, it, it it's hilarious because they, they, they give it these Swimvargans get this weird penalty tax, whereas you then have a Team Yankee army formed of nothing but better Swimvargans. But in your example, <laughs> they're the same points class as a Universal Carrier, which is armored. Yep. So armor and so armor and uh, amphibious. Oh, I'm getting angry. Now. Yeah, right, move no. on quickly. Uh, quickly now. Scott Decatur asks. Uh, for Flames of War, what are your thoughts on a 79-point single tank formation list only fighting custom meeting engagements? What? What? what are your thoughts on a 79-point single tank formation list? I think it's trying to talk about um, a tournament format. Right, okay. So, oh, okay. So in a tournament, they're playing a, a custom meeting engagement fight it's 79 points, but you just take a single tank formation. Is it, is it a rat? Is that your no, 79 I think point? I'm reading that as a formation, a single formation of tanks as opposed to a single tank formation. Yeah, you get one formation. Yeah. One formation. Okay. So what, what would we take if we had 79 points to spend on a single tank formation? And you're going to play meeting Americans. engagements. We're going to be playing meeting engagements. What would we take for Flames of War? Assuming late war. Americans. Always Americans because they've got integrated artillery. Oh, mate, I wonder how many easy eight can you get for seventy nine. My comment, my comments have integrated artillery. It's called a CS tank. But what do you need artillery for? Killing infantry. Oh yeah, there's no infantry. They might, they might, because oh, the German, oh, German list can have a cannon platoon, can't they? So there might be infantry you have to worry about. Seventy nine points worth of. If it has to be tank formations, I guess. I guess the question is: Are you fighting other tank formations or not? For fighting other tank, if it's tank formation versus tank formation, which I assume it is, from what you know. I guess, yeah, I guess it is. I was going to say universal carriers, Piets, because apex predators. 
I mean, they are tanks, technically. I mean, yeah, but they don't become from the. They come from an infantry formation, don't they? Oh yeah, so, yeah, it's, yeah. Because only in mid-war we have divisional cavalry. Can you have an army of US carriers? <laughs> oh, do you know what I'd, I'd like to play? Actually, is my Ferdinands. Is my uh, sorry, my elephant lists. Also, no, you can do this. Um, rec- you got the Recce squad. You got the Recce squadron card that has universal carriers and armed cars. Yeah, what we're talking yeah. about. There's a tank yeah. formation. There you go, God. Brit Recce. My Brit Recce. What period, actually? I'm assuming late war. It didn't say, oh, just said Flames Award. You actually say what period, but... Uh, oh, mid-war. My Brit, Brit Recce, Universal Carriers with Piats. You get infantry, you get some gun teams. You, you know, you can go... You get six-pounders with transports if you wanted. 79 points. You could have a ton of... A swarm of... Yeah, yeah, Brit Recce. <laughs> I'd like to play my uh, Dasrike T-34s. I mean, the problem. I guess the problem with Brit Recce, if you're doing a single formation, is you wouldn't. The integral high AT sucks. You don't really get that. Yes. But you can have use universal cares of Piers. Soviet T thirty four eight five might not be a bad. I mean, that's always good. There's nothing better than ten T thirty four eight fives. That's true. Quantity and all that. Exactly. Have that. Daryl's asked a question that I've had to look over my shoulders to, to check it's clear to answer. Um, and I don't know how far Tate is through catching up. So, uh, Daryl asks, for Nam, which forces do each of you own and are there any you want to get? See, I don't, I don't own anything for Nam. It's one of those I do. I keep meaning to rectify what? and never quite get round to. Oh. Yeah, I don't own anything either. Oh. Okay. Um, Which is why we were surprised when you went so heavy on it because we're like, oh, we haven't got anything. Oh, if you're providing it all, good. Sure, I th- I thought you had. I thought you'd got some. Nope. No. No. Nope. Well, I know I've got a US Airborne Force formation. Mm-hmm. I also know I've got a US Black Horse formation. Uh, I know I've got a PAVN company. I know I've got a local forces. Uh, Viet Cong company uh, plus all the air support in the world um, I'm trying to think if I actually ended up getting the Australians or if I just wanted to get them well they're easier now as well because they've got plastic centurions yeah well, got the, yeah, the centurions I think I didn't get the infantry the Australian infantry models when they came out that's the, I can't remember if I got the infantry platoons to go with the Centurions. But, yeah, quite a few and a lot of Hueys that are sitting in a box, crying, wishing I had a garage door painted black. Yeah, and do I want to get... Yeah, I want to get them all because I think now I'm actually a lot of fun when we get it onto the board, finally, at some point. Um... Darren Hart, Chief Archivist, says, could episode 98, well, we're on 99, so the answer is no. Let's say about this. Yeah, we're we're terrible. Um, Could it include a BMP report from each of you? Okay. So for Duncan, your BMP report is the Passage Militant Progress Report. Oh, okay. So I thought it was just how many BMPs you know. No, no, no. 
Oh dear. Don't, don't ask silly questions. Numbers don't go that high. Uh, Duncan, have what, your Passage Militant Progress Report, please. I have seven ballistas painted and an eighth assembled out of 13 that I own. You have 13? Oh my god. Yeah, 13 packs of them. I worked out as about 600 figures. How many points is that? Uh, like a hundred of just infantry. Of just... <laughs> yeah, because they're twenty-five. <laughs> it's actually a bit more than that because they're twenty-five points for the big units, which are twenty-eight stands of infantry, nine RPGs. Could you? Do you think you could win defensive games if you just had because of the layers of platoons and the number of platoons you had? They'll never break at that point. Right? But you can't also can't win. No, no you can, because if you just take if you take if it takes so long for your opponent to get within eight of the objectives, the game times out and you win. I mean they haven't got anything that can turn that can stop a third gen tank from going in. No, but they but apart from the break off, what's your what's your counter attack for a passage? I think it's three. Yeah, so most allied forces are fours or fives, aren't they? Very few have three up counter attack and assault. So you don't have challenges. I think might be the only thing I can think off to my head. Oh, Aussies as well. Aussies have got it. What three up? Yeah. Ah, uh, see. But I mean, yeah, I think the whole formation tops out at something like hundred and sixteen points or something. Uh, if you want to do the, the full big blob, that's amazing. I love it. Um, I'm sorry, Aussie's, Aussie's counter attack on a four plus. See, it's quite rare to get three up counter attack. Interestingly, leopard, the leopard hits in a three plus, and the M1A1 hits in a four plus. Yeah. But I really wouldn't want to assault with a leopard. Nope. <laughs> yeah, the counter attack three, skill five. I mean, you're not, you're not trying to kill at that point, you're literally just trying to stay in the fight. Yeah, courage three, morale three, rally three. Yeah, you, you, someone did write something about not doing the Passage Assault with them, because obviously if you do Passage Assault, you can't dig in. Yeah. But, I mean, they're huge blobs, so they're 22 points, you get 25 AKM. But I'm talking like a, li- a line, and then four inches behind another line, and then four inches behind another line. Oh yeah, you could just string line. an entire company out. It's 25 stands of assault rifles, and then 12 RPGs per unit. For 22 I mean, the points. RPGs are going to start, at that point, going to start taking their toll, right? Mm-hmm. Not against the Sir Jen stuff, he's right, because it will have like side armor like 16. Yeah, just checking. Chal- chal- even challengers have a count attack of four plus. They hit on freeze, they yeah, count attack on four. Yeah, they get the kills, but they just, if the kills aren't going to help you unless you get 25, 25 of them, and uh, yeah, they're going to break off. Go with my CO. CO's going to join them, going to be a re rolls, which makes me effectively yeah, three plus. That's exactly what Dunk's got, which makes him effectively two plus. So thanks for that. Ah, but I can choose where CO isn't. No, but he can choose where his platoon commander is and have his CO within six inches of quite a large bubble. Yeah, but I mean, if you're playing, if you've got two objectives, it's quite easy to get them far apart. But he can have quite a few different commanders. Let's play it. Let's get painted and get them on the board, see what happens. (laughs) Lee, your BMP report request is building, making, and painting of Duncan's S tanks. I did part of that. Yeah, you didn't paint them, though, did you? Bloody hell! Well, no, I, I, I was going to need to put them to a S tank army. You never actually, you never actually did. So I know I've resisted the Swedes. I'm looking at them now. They're very cool. <laughs> They're quite big. I was surprised how large they are. 
But yeah, say that, are. but they are they're a lot shorter than most other tanks. And um, is that what they squat? Is that what they call the S tank uh, inferi- inferiority complex? Yeah, but, 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 but no, they're, they're stocky. They're stocky. They they're don't towed. have a turret. The 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 five foot boxer variant. You know, they have no neck, so they can't turn their head, but they can really hit pretty hard if you stand in front of them. And then Darren asked for myself for my BMP report is the bipolar molecular potential of the new house. Now that the hobby is a hobby singularity. Um, Well, I've, I've I've avoided, I've avoided reaching critical mass by defining um, two separate storage locations in this house. So I have, I have the the room of requirement, uh, which is containing um, all of my scale model kits I say all, I mean all but the three really useful boxes that are still in Guildford because um, I filled up the shelves with scale models um, with the, the 17 models of Spitfires that I have and the garage which is currently got most of my other bits and pieces in so I haven't combined I haven't reduced down the Guildford uh, storage unit facility uh, and that actually has quite a few boxes just full of models in boxes so the marriage is okay so far um, at some point they will start migrating down once I've found tidied through the life bits and pieces um, but yeah it's 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 sustainable-ish I think I could I probably could not buy another model and still not make them all and paint them all before I die especially at my current rate of production yeah one of two things needs to change Production needs to up. Production does need to up, and I'm making steps towards that, which is, which is good, yeah. But ironically, it's the whole thing of setting setting things up and tidying up and arranging things so that you can know where all your paints are and know where all your brushes are and yeah. know where your models are takes time away from actually doing that. So you <laughs> you, you end up in a bit more of a deficit. <laughs> yeah. That's a... So, but no, I'm 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 making slow progress. I need to win the lottery. Yeah, that's what Justin says all the time. Yeah, and then I could just uh, I mean, a gentleman of leisure. At least he plays it. That, 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 he's one step plays what? the lottery. Oh, the he's lottery. one step closer to winning than I am. Oh yeah, idiot, idiot tax is necessity. It's worth <laughs> the one pound fifty. So, yeah, no, I'm, I'm enjoying. I enjoyed this airbrush session, even though it didn't go quite to plan but it worked enough that i got some paint out which is good no well i mean i'm still using my neo i've got uh all singing all dancing um i want infinity to use but i'm using my crappy neo and kind of starting to f- think of it more like a paintbrush and less like this complex tool of doom mm-hmm it, it, of, it clicks eventually. Yeah, getting my head around the mixture and going, okay, it's doing this, I need to do that. Okay, it's doing this, I need to do that, and, and figuring that out, and not forcing it, not forcing it to do things when it doesn't want to play ball, and figuring out how I can do the work around and go, okay, it's got particularly wet, a wet mix, add a bit more paint. It it, it does. Mm. Yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's it, it's, it's it's difficult, but at least now I've progressed to the point where. It doesn't just stop working for no reason, which was where I was at previously. Now I can actually adjust things to make it work and run, and um, 
I think most of it is down to the fact that I'm now using paints that are actually quite old. <laughs> Which yeah, is galling because it's like, oh god, I need to rebuy all of these paints. Um, what a waste of... Yeah, this is, this is a Sisyphean task. Yeah, that, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Which is okay because it takes up less space than a model box. Um, Mike Everest. Uh, hello, Mike. Says, uh, early war is... Early war? Early war. Early war is all but confirmed. So what sort of unhinged nonsense are you looking forward to? Armoured trains with incomprehensible rules, 40mm anti-tank nonsense from bofers and two-pounders, and Italians in tropical helmets on Moto Guzzi for me to please. For me, please, not me too. Please. <laughs> <laughs> for the line. Oh, <laughs> what stuff are you looking forward to? Um, get your uh, shoot and scoot. Bingo cards at the ready. Luf Landerstam! Gliders, gliders, please. Gliders, can I have gliders now? Where are the gliders? Why aren't there gliders yet? I I want to see SES and LRG come back. They were in the um, Burning Empires book. Or Hellfire. Yeah, Burning Empires. I guess they 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 sort of bridged early war and mid-war. Because they're 41, 42, right? Yeah. Yeah. But failing that, lots of A13s on oh, fire. Classy. Dunk, dunk, dunk. I, I'm entirely um, apathetic about early war. I am excited to find the thing that makes you excited about early war. I think there'll be something, <laughs> okay. there'll be something that comes through and you'll be like, oh, this is kind of cool. And you'll besage yourself into it. <laughs> so is that now the uh, the verb? Yep. Two, one one besages. One, one, one besages. Yeah. It's a it's it's a besage with a happy finish. Um, yeah, a, a soft, gentle besage. Um, I don't know. I just I've never really got excited about anyone. So I'm, I think yeah. I think you'll go Matilda twos. Nope, not a chance. No, <laughs> like zero zero chance of that. Impervious, yeah. impervious. What's, what, that's so boring. What's that's the thing. If you if you good it, you got to go for lots of like light rubbish tanks. Panhards, panhards oh. is always good. Yeah, they were fun. That's just you doing your recce list. I never mean, I never mean to. Yeah, it's just. No, I I used to love because the glider assault, um, all enemy tanks were considered bailed out for the first turn. So essentially, the glider assault was land the glide. You had to survive the glider landing, pass your three up skill test to blitz out of the gliders. And then you got the assault, and if you did that, um, the enemy vehicles counted as being bailed out, which with your pioneers could be quite deadly, but it never quite worked because your glider landing run was between, I think it was four inches and 16, 10 inches or something like that. It was quite a long slide. <laughs> if you, Or you crashed immediately and then had to take inventory saves. Well, passenger saves at a five plus, which meant that half your platoon died, which is normally what happened. But oh, the Flanders Sturm, please, please, Forsham Jaeger. Um, on a roll and a prayer, gaming asks for any new starter. What advice would you three gentlemen give? <laughs> First of all, step one, generally, find, find three gentlemen. Um, yeah, for a new starter. Oh, you start to start small. Yeah. People rush in and try and pay 
full size games when they don't know the rules. Excellent. So I think Excellent 50 advice. point. Yeah, 50, 50 points point at most. Yeah. It's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. 50 points. Um, pick one pick one unit type and play that unit type against that unit type to start with. So easiest thing is tanks versus tanks. So you're not worrying about infantry, you're not worrying about guns, you're not worrying about artillery. You're doing tanks versus tanks. Get the rules mechanics down for those first. So yeah, movement, concealment, mm-hmm. crossing terrain. Oh, wait a minute, I'm half in a... This guy's outside of the terrain, but I'm in the terrain. He's shooting my platoon. Oh my God, he gives away my position. My whole... There's no point half my platoon being in concealment because it doesn't give them anything that the other half could be shot at. Learn those core bits and build unit type by unit type. And don't don't cross the unit types until you've learnt them all. So do streams. Yeah. Do tanks versus tanks, do infantry versus infantry. Gun teams versus gun teams would be a very quick game, but hey. Um and then start mix and matching because then you'll know you'll start to see the synergies between them. Um and then spend a week learning how to assault properly. Oh. Assaults are really complex, but they can really change the way the game works if you do them right and position models in the right way. Yeah, I mean, arguably the big, the thing about the game is it's all about setting up the assault because the assault is what's yep. all the objective. Yeah, yeah. And then just have fun. Always have fun. Yeah. Always have fun. Make machine gun noises. That's my number <laughs> yeah, one airplane advice. noises. Airplane noises. Uh, and and it's a game of skill by which I mean dice are involved so there is no skill you you could do everything right and still lose never forget that never forget you could do everything right and still lose i mean that's a life lesson in itself exactly i mean that is it that is you know there are times when it goes horribly wrong and And try not to pick the same side i know if there's a group of you it's quite hard sometimes but it's it's a lot nicer to play red versus blue oh yeah, yeah yeah Yeah, it, historical the game rewards historical play. Um, a historical play can get a bit stale until you get proper sadomasochist and really into the weeds in terms of. Yeah, so you mean ETC? I didn't say it. But that's what you inferred. Well, the record show that I did not say that sentence. Thank you. No, no, you don't need to. No, <laughs> well, there you go. So, yeah, and um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, read the rule book as well. Most ninety, I say ninety nine percent of the answers are in the rule book. They may not be in the the, the uh, section you think they're in, but they are in there somewhere. Oh, what was um, it we had the other day when we were discussing it? And so it was gun saying, teams. It was the it was the, 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 the cook say, um, saves the tank riders. Yeah, oh, it's really? in, it's in, it was, yeah, I think that's what we discussed about um, tank rider rules. Yeah. And it was. It came up that the actual rules for them were mostly in the past, uh, in the movement section. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, it, it, yeah. The, the rules are all in there somewhere. Mainly. Sometimes you get some weird stuff. Lessons to the front does help with that. But um, yeah, and stick with it. I you know I even after all these years, I still love playing Planes of War. It, it's version two was very much one type of game. The game has evolved and changed. Version three, version four, but it's still one of the best games out there, I think. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Well, you would, because we'd make you. I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, so. At some point, I would 
you know, appreciate my kidneys back, but you know, oh well, Tacey's holding on. Yeah, exactly. Off, and, uh, yeah. I, it, it's, it, I mean, it's an impressive entrapment you guys have done. You know, you've yeah. really taken your. You know, I don't think the content <laughs> I generate is worth quite this level of effort. But hey, <laughs> well, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna invest, <laughs> you're all in. Um, watch time of day, Mike Robinson. Watch time of day. Um, the the Shill Robinson. Shill yeah. Mrs. Robinson. Um, why does Battlefront hate the vastly aesthetically superior P38 Lightning? Oh, yeah. Uh, because it was used for a war crime, Mike. Was it? Yep. Um, so, oh, God. Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh, the of the first solo crossing of the Atlantic fame was sent to the Pacific to help as a civilian advisor um, to help with long range flying of the patrols of the P-38 in the Pacific theater. And he was one of the aviators who came back with the concept of um, rich of lean, um, sorry, rich of minimum leaning of engines. Basically when you're flying along, you pull back the mixture to reduce the amount of fuel going into the engine. So rich of peak, that's the one. And to the point where the RPM peaks, so it's maximum efficiency, and then you put a little bit more fuel in, just a tiny bit to make it... As a treat. As a treat, which actually is more fuel efficient because it means that you're not overstressing the engine, you're not asking too much of it. Um, So he went out, and the advice that he gave about long-range flying... To at a time where aviation was still, even in the Second World War, it's still pretty new in the form it's doing. If you think it's only been what thirty years since the first flight, it's mad. Um, he went out as an advisor, um, and he was just there to help the military pilots learn things. Only he actually went on a couple of combat missions and has been credited unofficially, but credited from sources that are worthy of having at least five kills of um, Japanese aviators, which is fine, only he's not part of the military. So technically that's a war crime. Could he not be a soldier of fortune at that point? No, because he wasn't hired for that. He was hired as an advisor for long distance flying. what about the (laughs) A-team? No one could find them. Oh. That's that's the second caveat, you know. If you if you if you need the sources and you can find them, he, no one can find them. That's why he was out there. He was looking. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense now. Um, I love a P thirty eight. It's an incredible aircraft. Um, although, don't get into a high G rolling motion because um, the aircraft is designed to kill you, which is fantastic. It had power assisted ailerons to assist the the rate of roll um and if you there was a weird aerodynamic flaw where if at high speed combined rate of roll with a pitching motion it locks up the ailerons into a full roll and oh, to, nice. to get it out of that you needed to have the equivalent strength of i think two and a half people <laughs> like average Jeez. people and there's some I mean, Darren, don't Google this, or anyone, don't Google this, unless you are morbidly fascinated. There's a horrific, um, I think in 1998, someone did that in an air display at Duxford uh, in a P-38, 
at 200 feet and then the aircraft rolled and it didn't stop rolling. So he ended up upside down and smeared across the airfield at 200, 300 miles an hour. But hey, that's me just being morbid now. P-38, great aircraft. Cannon, we've got a cannon. That's always good. Lots of cannon, lots of machine guns. Really interesting way of getting into it. There's a, a really intricate... So at the back of the, the fuselage pod, there's a really intricate um, step ladder that you pull out of the back to enable you to climb up onto it. Because A, it's got tricycle gear, which is very weird for a 1930s design. Um, but it's also quite half the ground because it's got massive props because it's got huge horsepower engines. So to get into the thing, there's a, if you Google how to climb into a P-38 Lightning... Um, it's quite interesting. So that, that's something you can Google. But Battlefront hates it because it's quite hard to cast. Um, it's a lot of resin. So I think they just kind of went, oh, this is difficult. Let's just get rid of it. It's hard. This is, why, why is life hard? This is hard, <laughs> but I love mine with the invasion stripes. Uh, Mike, uh, watch time of day. Robinson also asks, "What is the most expandable formation? More exactly, what's the formation with the biggest gap between minimum and maximum points?" <laughs> that sounds like maths. Far too um, late in the evening for maths. Minimum and maximum points. I'm guessing flames at war. It's got to be something wrecky like. Because the minimum bind for those is like usually the command and. Two platoons of recce. I think it's a, yeah. Usually like five points or six, seven points. Like but then you could add infantry. You could add all of your half yeah, universal carriers with piots with extra bits. Might be a German one actually, because then some of the label stuff you can camp group things together, can't you? As well. Yeah, probably something like their um, on the recce list maybe we have like their um. Oh, the German recce. Yeah. Where you, you have can, multiple selections, and you can, really you can go from having a HQ and two platoons, like you know, of half track recce. So that's like six, seven, eight points. Or you can go fully tall it out with like you know the extra stumbles, the support guns, infantry uh, recce platoon. Well, I'll tell you what, it probably is actually thinking about it. It's probably oh no, that's that's not true. That's not true. I thought I cracked it then with the um. Something like the elephants, actually, because you have one for the command, and then you have platoons of, but the platoons are two, not platoons of one. Is it? Is it not going to be thinking about it for points? Is it not going to be something like a U.S. tank formation? Because you can go dirt cheap Shermans with a command card, make them early versions, and go two platoons of three. So seven. It could be Stuart. You could go from Stuart. No, no, Stuarts don't really work because you can't get the upgrades. But for Shermans, you could downgrade them to literally seven Shermans early version. Mm-hmm. And then if you went the other direction, you could have you know, three, three platoons of five with easy eights with jumbos with the tank telephones. Oh, for, for points wise, I think it's going to be that. I think it'll be a US tank company with all the trimmings. I want turkey with all the trimmings. That's a, okay. that's, that's an old school cartoon reference for you. Um, ten points to Gryffindor if anyone can come in and tell me where that's from. Yeah, prizes to be won. Prizes to be won. Oh, I'll, Email us at... An entire tank formation 
depending on how many people come back, it will either be five Shermans or it'll be a full whack with. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna. Sweet I'm gonna say. Time. I'm gonna say it's the U.S. Sherman Tank Company. If anyone can beat me, then message and find out. Uh, Magos Stock Magos Sockbert, who uh, apparently reads Goonhammer. I think he writes Goonhammer. I think that's an Unless I think he's saying read Goonhammer's instruction because he writes yeah, it. Yes. I know. So read oh. Goonhammer, Magos Sockbert, read Goonhammer. Um, at university and school, the areas of 20th, 20th century history I studied included World War One and the Cold War. You may notice a slight gap there. What no. is the best way for someone to go about learning about World War Two to get more out of flames of war and not humiliate themselves by trying to bring the Japanese Navy to a Tobruk game? Other than the entirely accurate documentaries coming out of Hollywood, California. What's well, one of you fights in the Um Netflix has a couple of good documentaries on there at the moment. Um, world at war. Well, Let's say track no, down world at war. <laughs> right. Like, so like well, world I, was, war. I was building to world of war. So Netflix has a good couple of chronological documentaries about the chronic about his, um, Second World War through major battles and, and political turning points. World at War is a seminal piece of cinematography, which, to be honest. It paints the human picture, but only if you have that skeleton understanding of the chronologically, uh, chrono- chrono- the, chrono- the timeline, put it that way. I've, I'm, I'm three and a half rums in, guys. Come on. <laughs> I'm trying to give a serious answer here. Um, that's probably only because I'm three and a half rums in. Because um, I restarted watching World of War recently because I bought the, I, I got the incredible deal, which is all the DVDs for like seven pounds on a clearance deal for Marcus. Oh, nice. Yeah, right. Um, it was on the Isle of Wight, and I had to get my previous housemate Brownie to buy them because he was on the island at the time. But I, I started rewatching it because it's still 1990 on the Isle of Wight. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But World at War jumps around quite a bit because it's telling people's stories as opposed to telling the story of the war. So it, it, it it's amazing at painting the, the human picture, but it's not as good as painting the you know the mechanical date timeline of what happened when. Well, I mean, yeah, good. You can get a good, reasonably good book, I think, as well. I think books are underrated sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Not Max Hastings. <laughs> no. Yeah. But there's plenty of stuff out there to kind of put through. There's there's also um, quite a few good YouTube ones of... Um, oh, yeah, there are, actually. The explainer videos. Not What's-His-Face. Last Hitler's Last Sock Brigade. Um, I'm trying to think of his name now. Mike, Mike hates him because he just takes a fragment of Oh, yeah. um, God, yeah. I, I need to talk about Mark, Mark something or other. Is it Marky Mark? Marky Mark. <laughs> yeah, don't. I mean, that's that's just a terrible. Don't don't listen to Marky Mark. Marky Mark World War Two history. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch it. <laughs> Mi- military. <laughs> I, I'd recommend military history visualized for individual 
campaigns and missions because he no that's the wrong one military history visualized is the one he goes into like the 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 this deep deep stats dives of actual documentation to find out you know what is a Nebelwerfer what did the German army think the Nebelwerfer was and all that kind of stuff the operations room on YouTube is a fantastic mm-hmm. ch- channel yeah. which goes through all different types of um and they got a sister channel as well called the Intel Room, which is like builds and yeah, some of the more back the background behind operations. Yeah, those two aspects. Yeah, are fantastic um, resources. Um, I mean, to be to be honest as well, if you want to start somewhere like the the, the the Flames of War books, actually, I mean, they are the really good. Those, they yeah, are, yeah, they're actually pretty good. Like, if you read your way through those, I mean. Yeah, not oh, not horrible. Mark Felton. Mark Felton Productions. That's it, Mark Felton. Yeah. Who releases such as great videos oh, as the Beer Hill Putsch 100th Anniversary Special. Oh, wonderful. Oh, I'm on that. Hold on. <laughs> Nazi time machine found in Ukraine 2023. Oh, he looks like a normal person as well. I, I mean, unfortunately, there's some really interesting bits, snippets, but he presents it all as complete fact. Two million subscribers. Wait, he's not a serious person. He's got two stormtroopers in, in the files. Well, I mean, you know, he has some interesting fact, factoids that have been kind of completely misrepresented. You're kind of like one-way flights to hell, German glider operations, Berlin, 1945. So very clickbaity. Oh, nice. oh, I'm on it. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ukraine's ancient tanks, the T-55, fights again. So- He's not very good at some of the names in these videos. Eva Brown's secret pistol sounds like she had a penis. <laughs> it's not a meat pistol. Um, no. <laughs> is that illegal in your pocket? <laughs> it's just pleased to see me. Um, yeah. So yeah, hopefully it helps some people go out there and find some new things they haven't heard about. Um, also, the when you you finish listening to our complete back catalogue, that we have ways of making you talk podcast. Yes. Very, yeah. very interesting about jumping around about different bits and pieces. Um, I need to get him to the barn. Mike, make get, make that happen. Show them some real world gaming. Um, yeah, not bloody chain of, chain of command. Yeah. Uh, go, read Goodhammer, Major Sockberg. Read Goodhammer. Also ask, asking as a filthy prison colonialist, mm-hmm. which Commonwealth force are you most and least impressed with? Both for Flames of War and Team Yankee, judged mechanically, aesthetically, or morally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this is this is deep, I mean, deep, deep dive. I mean, so least impressed on. with Anzacs because they shouldn't be in Team Yankee. Most impressed with Anzacs because they got a really cool formation. <laughs> <laughs> Such an apologist. Oh, I see what you did there. Commonwealth Force, you are most and least impressed with. Uh, I love my. Um, Brit Recky, because oh, they're just broken in many different lovely ways. Uh, least impressed with my Brit Recky because they also don't do everything I want them to do. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a shame right, right now. It's the Anzacs are just relegated to one card, and we'll say a Div Cav card as well. Yeah, it could one. be worse. Yeah, it, it, it could be worse, but it could be a lot better. I mean, the least impressive for me are South Africans from Midwall because they get a they get a downgrade card and then they go home. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, you get, well, hopefully when they get to the Italian, ca- the Italian campaign, they've got the actual South African armor divisions and stuff like that, and it might be a bit more. Yeah. Uh, what's the most impressive? Canadian Paris? French. Gurkhas? Uh, well, I, I think, but as it stands right now, the most impressive is going to be Canadi- the Canadian infantry in late war with all the rams and stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah. Or Canadians in, in the First World War. In Great War, Canadians and Australians, actually. Australians. Oh, we got Australians. Canadians and French, French, eh? In Team Yankee. Oh, my God. <laughs> is there a B-side? Nope. <laughs> same. What do you want? It would take a request of the Boss Icy Cantina. What's that? Play the same song again? All right, you got it. You are Max Rebo. Was it Max Rebo, Slice Needles, and what's the third one? No idea. Anyway, uh, right, yeah. Daryl asked, did Fez ever find his lost Carl Gustav teams? No, I haven't, Daryl. I'm still looking. <laughs> do you want to know the best do you want to know the best bit? The literal best bit about this entire story is I'm now unsure where the replacement Carl Gustav oh teams God. are. <laughs> oh god. It's gonna be, be Carl Gustav on the way down. Because, because I don't know where the actual German army is. <laughs> So not only have I lost the replacement Carl Gustavs, I've lost the entire army because I thought they were upstairs and they are not. So they are in a really useful box somewhere among my belongings. Oh dear. Unbelievable. I mean, it's totally believable, isn't it? Hailstorm81 asks, with the supply issues Battlefront have had over the last few years alongside the discontinued model lines, what is the one model box blister you wish you'd purchased that you don't own or have enough of? What's all the bloody Anzac infantry from the Free Nations oh. days? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, having it in stock when you release a new book is, is, is vastly is vastly too logical. Yeah, overrated. Um, the Commonwealth Italy models. Yeah, they would I'm, gl- I'm glad Mash grabbed some of those off, off eBay. That was. A... Mm. Um, I personally, I mean, I haven't, I haven't got, I've got like one platoon, I think, somewhere, or I might have given that away to one of you, you or Mike or whatever. But um, I know I've, I know I think I'm one DD tank short of a full platoon of five. Um, yeah, I miss the DDs. But I, I maybe, I don't know. I need to go, like, again, I need to find the box and go through it and kind of go, oh, I've got that, I haven't got that kind of thing. Um, I mean, it, it's positive in that they've shown that they do bring stuff back. Like, I thought all of the day, D-Day stuff was gone forever. And yet they did bring it back for a short time mm-hmm. when they redid the books. So, who knows? Maybe they'll do that as a production run for generate sales of things going forward. Um, Duncan, is there anything you've not got? Wish you had. Yeah. I mean, DBs are annoying because there's not really a good alternative either. No. Like, pig ones look like they've been sculpted out of soap. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's not really... A, no one's 3D printed any yet that I can, I can fathom. Um, I mean, it would be well for two Because they brought back... Uh, oh, they brought back the... Uh, um, sorry, the... H thirty nines. I don't miss them. Probably not at the moment. Oh, that's, well, we we are obsessive co- co- collectors, so 
I mean, yeah. There'll be something. There'll be something that pops up and you think, oh, God, why is that? But I think DD tanks are really irritating because I would like some for my Canadian, uh, for my, sorry, 50 second loading division. Mm. Yeah, that's really irritating. And it was actually quite irritating with the um, ducks and stuff going out as well. Yeah. But I don't think there's anything. Is the, uh, any metal infantry. There we go. Yeah. The old metal infantry sculpts because I was I was surprised they brought back the Volks down the, the HJ, but I suppose they didn't really have any choice for that. No. Um, yeah. Uh, Carl Stockperson asks, "What are the small details on models that you always make sure to paint carefully because they have a disproportionate impact on how the model looks as a whole?" For me, it's the tools attached to the side of tanks. <laughs> bases, bases, something and something, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the funny thing is, I think someone put, put commented on that in that a lot of the, those tools and things were overpainted. I, they were, yes. almost always. But the thing is, if you do, if if you don't do it, it just doesn't look right. It looks stupid. Yeah, it looks stupid if you don't do it. Um, yeah, faces, faces and hands. Yep, pretty much. Because in a sea of khaki, um, it does make a a, a difference. It. So for me, for tank models, it is a mixture of burnt umber and black on the tank tracks and shading, because that, that does tank tracks and mud, uh, and then pick out machine gun barrels and exhausts. Because I think that, that those two things kind of make the model look a lot more, you know, machine gun barrels, exhausts, and spare tank tracks. Mm-hmm. Um and then the commander in the top, and you're you're pretty much there. I mean, right, what else are you gonna want other than to go and then go and do all the detail, the weathering and shading and chipping and all that kind of stuff? It, yeah, markings, you know, markings, kind of like blocks. Yeah, no, yeah, if you really want to, yes. But like you say, there's there's a there's a tabletop ready. There's a couple of bits One that hides a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's it's tracks and machine gun barrels. And exhaust stubs. But faces, faces, something, something. Um, Panzalier asks, a friend of mine is keen to play as Japan in Team Yankee. Whilst they're not a NATO nation, they are NATO-like. The Type 90 is certainly comparable to the Leo 2A4 and its predecessor, the Type 74, is comparable to, to an M60. Do you think there will be, slash should be, a Far East theatre for Team Yankee? And if not, or if not yet... Which NATO nation would you recommend as a good count as? It's kind of what we were saying about earlier, about having it in the Pacific, North Korea, South Korea, Japan as a extra. Yeah, it definitely fight, it needs though? to happen. That's a whole slew of awesome models. Who, who would they fight? Chinese. Well, North Korea, ver- North Korea versus South Korea. Yeah. Oh. Soviet Union, who you know, occupy parts of the Japanese island chain, dividing into Japan. In China, it's a wild card. Obviously, in the eighties, they're kind of like Western aligned. Into put up against Australia. Yeah. And perhaps New Guinea. Papal New Guinea. Papal New Guinea. <laughs> yeah. The Pope in. <laughs> <laughs> Papal New Guinea. Polynesian canoe wars. Um, yeah, no, I think it's coming. If I'm honest, I think at some point they'll. I mean, obviously we're going to be getting the the, the 
next year preview video, hopefully, for Battlefront yes. sometime next few months. The Christmas gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So we'll, we'll find we'll find out what's going to come because, like I say, we it's going to be early war Pacific, but we don't know what's anything about what the next year's team rank is going to be. If any, right. maybe there's going to be nothing. Maybe that's yeah. it for Team Yankee. It's all done. Battlefront forwards, go home. Um, Peter Therin asks, what is the current late war meta? No School kids of Panzer Faust. No, that, can, yeah. that can't be because that's no, what I've got. It's well, it must be. You can't, I can't get any hit, 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 hit the Jürgen yeah. for any for love or money from Battlefront. So clearly what right. you want. It's going to be, it's going to be minimal reserve Berlin German lists until the point where everyone realises that there is a solid counter to that in the form of land mattresses and other salvo template weapons and they kind of go actually that does kind of mess them up because they're hit on not a lot and they have crap morale and they never unpin and oh god that's a terrible idea everything dies so it's dangerous because you'll end up because they have integral AT in terms of Panzerfaust Limited 2, you'll end up with tank forces not having much of an answer, but then you'll start seeing things like Calliopes because all of a sudden the Salvo template is worth its weight in gold because it's hitting four or five platoons. Conversely, conversely, that does mean that you'll end up with more timeouts, I think, because people yeah. have so much crap on the board and it takes so long to figure out a Salvo, artillery Salvo. That you'll kind of go, this isn't good. Um, however, I think there's, I think from from my point of view in tournament play, if that does start to happen, I'll either figure out a way of denoting which team is getting hit by what, or just start batch rolling. And I don't care if I don't kill the peer, or I don't care if I don't kill the machine gun. I just want to kill numbers of teams as quickly mm-hmm. as possible, because a lot of their, a lot of their the only thing that those, those metas can do is sit and wait. But I don't... I mean, what are they doing? Defending all the time? Yeah. They're defending and then they're having, like, a, a platoon of King Tigers just turn up and mess up your day because they can have so much stuff on the board. Oh. I mean, it's pretty powerful. The stuff that I've seen is pretty good. And then you've got the weird and wacky stuff in terms of the the train teams that have some loopholes in terms of deployment that haven't been closed quite yet. Um, but for me, that's kind of where it's gone at the moment. Um, obviously, next year, late war is ETC, so we'll see what cheese they can come up with. <laughs> uh, it breaks my heart. But it's evolving. It's changing. That's my point of view. You got any input, boys? I don't know what a meta is. Isn't oh. it what they used to call Facebook? No, that's what Facebook's holding companies now call. Is it metaverse? Is it, is it augmented reality? I think, I think I'm so reality. isolated from meta by, by a barn that you know, I am impossible to really put any judgment on this. Yeah, I just. That's also, fair. what does meta mean? Like, does yeah. it mean competitive meta or just. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think you're talking about meta if you're not talking about competitive because it's kind of, if you didn't care about it, your meta is whatever you and your friend are playing with at the time. Yeah. 
H39 tanks, Romanian H39 tanks with AT4. Oh, I love that. We just had two, we, we had two new players set up at the Guildford Games Club who've been been playing 40k against each other. And they're like, yeah, we kind of got to the point where we've kind of got perfect matches for each other's army. And then they played like one game at the club and went, oh God, we have no answer for everyone else's. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, yeah, we're really happy that we know how to play each other's armies. Like, what are these Tyranids? Oh my God, they're eating me. Oh God, they're, they're just stopping. Oh, they're still going. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Um, James Clark asks, I currently run Russians in Team Yankee. Having used artillery and then found them underwhelming, can you convince me that they are worth taking in lists? Um, um, play, yes. play Mike's Marines and then tell me that artillery isn't worth its weight in gold. Uh, you want some, You want an entire battery of six tosses. <laughs> That's what you need. Is that the toss extended range? It is. <laughs> I, I would not leave home without a battery of carnations or noners from doing BDV. It's just you need like something. The smoke for a start. Yeah. Um, for me. Generally, you're playing in some issues have pre arranged markers. So if you can work out where your means likely to be, you can have that ranged in. Yeah. Or, you can I think, do, or, or, or conversely, you can guarantee where the enemy isn't, isn't going to deploy. Yeah. You can say, I want the hole here and put Correct. a template there. Another thing you can think of is that. Um, with the artillery, um, ranging in with smoke does not incur a penalty for there being terrain under the area. Yes. It's just a basic skill tech. And if you're an observer, always take an observer with, with the Russians. Yeah. Yes. I think so. That goes in. Another thing, another thing that always gets overlooked, and I don't see often, is the, is the hurricane rocket launcher. Yeah, or the BM twenty one. Yeah, we'll drop a drop. Well, because no, the hurricane's got minelets, and not there's no yes. NATO tank that has a mine clearing device. Yeah, so you can cause a bit of havoc with those things against the NATO force. I still like the BM twenty twenty one just for that complete big pipe play again. It's like four points in yeah. the Soviet list. So, you know, if you are worried about like British infantry or something like that coming and turning up, mm. yeah, yeah. So certainly don't leave home about the carnations because generally in formation. Um, I mean, but, I mean, you know, if you're playing against guys who's just got nothing but tanks, then yes, you'll find it severely lacking, other yeah. than a smoke bombardment, which they could have a counter for with IR and thermal vision and stuff like that. Well, but for, yeah, thermal ignores penalty, but it doesn't ignore that range um, limitations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, it it's and it's generally not the most expensive thing in the world. I wouldn't go super heavy on it, but no. If you're spending more than ten points, you've probably done it wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. unless you're playing a scenario you know you're going up against an infantry company, and then you take lots of you it, take all of it, all of it, all of it, and then yeah. Right, so let's bring up a sad army. No one's doing that. Shh. <laughs> 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 all right. That uh, is... one, no, one more. Someone one more. No, I thought that was the end. There's one last Discord question, wasn't there? Uh, was there? Did you put it in there? From you sneak Magus. it in. Yeah, it should have been one from one from the Discord. Um, sorry, from the Patreon page, one from Discord. Yeah, there is. Just blow it. Oh, dude! Mag- I thought I was safe. Mag- Again, Major Sockbird getting his money's worth. Um, how many people do your Flames of War and Team Yankee two-day events normally get? What makes a good number for you? As many as possible. How many were nationals? It was like 32. It was a large amount. Yeah. For version four days, yeah. Especially, I mean, it's solid with it being mid-war 
Mm-hmm. And a lot of those people were new, which was amazing. And a lot of people had a great time, which is also amazing. Um, yeah. And Warfare so, has been, what, previously it's been about 20 people? Yeah, 20, 25. Yeah. You know. So anything up to, I think 32 is ideal, if you can get that high. 24, the, lovely. Yeah, but the, the, the reassuring thing is a lot of those faces at the Nationals were new players. So it's new people are finding the game, are coming in. And are going to tournaments, which is, yeah. And they're going to the tournaments. Which is great. And then getting beaten around the head with our sixes. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and never come back to tournaments ever again. Yeah, well, and they've never come back. The game dies and uh, sad fez. But at least you had your third place. But at least I got my third place through gritted teeth. Um, that is the last one, right? That is the last one. There now, we go. Yes. We're free, finally. Um, oh, got me in the end. Yay. Thank you, everyone, for submitting such good questions. And sorry it took us so long to get around to Yeah. It. We should do a bit of a deeper dive on some of those. It's quite quite interesting. I quite like the min-max point thing. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Yeah. Be a, you and who's army. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nothing but jumbos. Jumbos as far as I can see. Uh, events then. This weekend is Warfare, so you would have not heard this in time to go. Sorry, a bit late. Um, <laughs> 2nd and 3rd of December, A World in Flames 2. It's the Flames of War Late War at Tabletop Republic in High Wycombe. 111 points Late War. At the same weekend, 2nd and 3rd, is the Iberian Tournament, which is the Flames of War Late War version 4 in Madrid, Spain. Um, January 13th uh, is Team Yankee in Chicagoland. Um, details to be confirmed on that one. Um, then we have the Tabletop Republic Team Yankee game, the Showdown of Steel, January 20th, which is 95 points, which is totally not why I've written a 95-point French-Canadian list at all. Or why I'm trying to busily do Anzacs and stuff. <laughs> but, yep, 95 points. Um, the Icelandic Nationals 2024 is Operation Polar Bear uh, 7, Fully booked. Reykjavik. Fully booked. Sold out. Sorry. Better luck next time, kids. Um, Yeah, we're not going, which is sad. Uh, 8th and 9th of June 2024 is the Bash 80th Day patron event. So, super excited for that. Going to get everything sorted out. Yeah. Uh, Let's get this to Brookston. (laughs) Yep, the Tobrooks, the gliders, the beach assault craft, the D-Day tanks. All the bunkers is going to be. It's going to look amazing. June, that's only seven months away. Oh my god, that's not far. Seven months away this weekend. Oh god. Mm. Um, all right, shall we scoot and shoot? Well, just before we do, um, obviously next episode is a hundred. Oh my god! And we did say we we're, we're looking at doing um, an end of year patron army deal draw. Yes. So we, we're good. We, we, so I think we're going to align those two events up. So if you want to be in a chance to win one of the Battlefront boxed army deals, then sign up to be a patron now and we will do a draw on the hundreds of episodes. But but I need all seven of mine that I've got in the garage unopened. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You're the ones that stocks may last in Eddie's <laughs> garage. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, we will, it will be a new one off the shelf. What we'll do is try and we'll basically. You let us know what you want and we'll work out a, a, a voucher for your nearest store or something like that. That's very kind of us. We'll work out logistics of it. No, it's, it's all right. No, we, we worked out. We 
Yeah, we worked out what we need to pay for the Zencast, what we need to pay for SoundCloud. And Look, we've got I've, the I, I need another three storage units. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, yes. But, so, yeah, if you want to be in the about then sign up now and obviously make sure you're a patron. We can run to episode 100. Which That's hopefully be either, will be either later this month or early next month. Well, it's going to be after warfare and my glorious victory. I'll be chopping at the bit to tell everyone about how my SS King Tigers are amazing. <laughs> Definitely didn't die to cross checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and side shots from Shermans. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, shoot, scoot. so what are we going to scoot? What are we going to scoot us today, boys? <sighs> I reckon we should do five plus just to throw Darren's stats off even more. Ah, uh, five plus. I can do five plus. That's not a problem. See, six. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I need to play reluctant forces. I'd be, I, I would be so much better with reluctant. The, the, the Berlin force that never ever falls back ever. Yeah, <laughs> just end the sixes. Um, fearless tigers yeah. were a reroll. Yeah, I'll fail that in game yeah. a week. But reluctant <laughs> tigers. <laughs> And you want the folks where it is, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I should do. Month's worth of Tuesday with snow camo. Job done. Mm-hmm. Assault rifle Panzerfaust, the most overcosted units in the world. <laughs> God, yeah. <laughs> Always were as well. Version 3 had looked expensive. Always terrible. Always terribly expensive. Riding on, uh, riding on tigers. Oh, dear. The Arbitrate Rickman podcast you've been listening to with Shoot and Scoot. Plays of our podcast and the team at Breakthrough Assault to go to the UK. Scotty Westwood from Battlefield Hobbies, Dice of War. Frontline terrain and the poutine list of doom. Putin. 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 There's many things as this is, but two goddamn buku is not one of them. Can, can you call your list the Putin's cheeks? Putin's cheeks. Yeah, there's something going on about how his cheeks look different. Someone thinks he got he's got augmented surgery on his cheeks. Augmented and cheek cheek implants. Yeah, well, it's probably one of those body doubles. Or so. <laughs> no, it's just one of the is the world's worst uh, new addition to the cheeky girls. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>